Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to this Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM and Greenville 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com, and you can watch the show on facebook live and youtube as we are there you can chime in comment on what you would like to discuss on today's program all right coming up today a lot of guests to get to including big willie smith he'll join us here in segment number one as we talk pirate football and more ellerby is here as well we'll hear some mike houston comments coming up at around 3.30 from his press conference earlier today talking about what went wrong on Saturday and looking ahead to the Memphis Tigers. At 4 o'clock, Mully will drop by for some live playoff baseball watch-along coverage as I uh, thought this might go a little bit better. But the Braves right now down 6-1 to one to the Phillies in the bottom of the fourth inning. You've got three other games coming up today. It is day one of the divisional series. So it'll be Mariners-Astros coming up at around 3.40. Later tonight, Guardians at Yankees and Padres at Dodgers. Uh, Rajay Harris, not a part of the team on the field, but still very much a part of this Pirate team. Talked to him earlier today. We'll air that interview for you coming up at 4.30 as he remains in high spirits. He is just a couple of days away from undergoing surgery going to end his football season but uh still keeping his spirits high we'll talk to rajay about that and uh what he saw on the field on saturday and looking ahead to memphis so the pirate running back will join us coming up later on and bryce williams former tight end joins us at five o'clock he was not happy with the pirates performance on saturday i think he sent me one text and it wasn't a good one uh during the game so we'll talk to slim 80 bryce williams coming up in the five o'clock hour shirley Rhodes, chandler honeycutt here ellerby here as well and willie smith what's up gentlemen hello clipper got some stats to consider over here in just a few minutes uh how we doing ellerby's been in the lab he's got a lot of pen to paper over there so can't (laughs) wait to see what he brings to the table today willie good to see you man and uh fortunately we got a pirate loss to discuss today yeah yeah you, you hate to see these uh these laws man like you, you want the team to win and it's it's depressing when you watch it man what went wrong willie smith <laughs> yeah that's a great question um you know we we know that this game was going to be a uh a really tight game and you know when you when you look at the stats man just kind of watching the stats because i didn't get to see the game but when you look at the stats of the game you would have thought that it would have been a better game than it was. I mean, just from the stats alone, ECU seemed like they would have been a team that have won the game. You know, we had the run going from what you saw there. And, um, you know, the, the penalties wasn't that bad from what you saw from the stat sheet. Um, time of possession, uh, Tulane did get them there. Um, but just looking from that, you would have thought that, hey, man, this would have been a way better game. But, you know, when you read the comments of – the, the interceptions, the penalties, the missed field goals, then you're like, okay, well, that's that's why it happened. We talked about that on the fifth quarter, Billy. We were brought up the numbers, and then we went over why they were deceiving. And a few plays, 
here and there uh, made it such. And one of those is, well, early East Carolina scores a touchdown. You, you say the penalties, they're not that bad. They came at awful times, though, and you know what I'm saying there. Right. So Pirates have a great drive. Aylers to Ryan Jones, touchdown, called back for an eligible man downfield. Right. They settle for a field goal. There's a minus four for you. Back down the field they go. Pirates do what they do. Get a stop inside the five-yard line. Tulane's got to settle for a field goal. You've got a personal foul on Xavier Smith after the play. First and goal, touchdown. There's another negative four if you're East Carolina. Right. Uh, you've got a, a missed field goal at the end of the half that cost you. A missed extra point. Uh, Pirates are driving. Ehlers throws a pick in the end zone. Has Josiah Hatfield there. Didn't throw it quick enough. Bad throw. Interception. It's like everything they did uh, made a mistake on happened to be back-breaking. And uh, it was a – we talk about team wins. That was a team loss across the board for ECU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when the game is tight like that, man, everything got to be on. Like, you know, know, Houston was standing in and – Scheme. I feel like they got out schemed, man. They got outplayed. Period. Um, you know, they were talking about the the defensive coordinator on the other side, man. How he had to bend but not break, so they didn't get a lot of opportunity for the deep balls, and you know that that plays a factor into it. But at the same time, there's always going to be openings on defense, and you know the offense just didn't do a good good enough job taking take advantage of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Clip. It, it was a team loss. You can't like the the first two losses. You can pinpoint a couple things here or there. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you can pinpoint point the finger at everybody. Yeah. Uh, there, there was plenty of blame to to go around and. Uh, you know, it, it kind of lucky it was wasn't worse than twenty four to nine. You know, I mean, that, I think that was probably one of the frustrating parts for the Pirate Nation is that the, the Pirates were hanging around. I mean, they never really probably had a chance to win the two lane game. Right. I mean, they never got to really knocking on the door. But uh, the other two games, they they really had a chance to be in the win column. But uh, definitely, they got to figure out a way how to bounce back this week because the next two home games are huge. Right yeah. now, the Pirates are two and two at home. You got to win in front of your home fans, right? That's important, isn't it, Willie Smith? No, nah, I mean you definitely got to get those wins because you know they should be easier because you're at home. Um, so yeah, you you, you got to find a way, you know, especially with the conference being the way it is. I mean, you got a lot of good teams still left to play. Um, we, we're trying to make it to the bowl, so you know we got, we we need these wins. If but we but if you're it. a good team, you got to win at home. I mean, you got yeah. I mean, you, at, at East Carolina, you talk about Pirate Nation, one of the best fan bases. You know, atmospheres. You know, the Pirate Nation has been showing up in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, and now they, they need to be treated to some uh, good football coming up this weekend and next weekend. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't want to go in here and, and, and be flat coming out uh, this Saturday because, like you said, man, you know, we have been loyal. We have been there, and it has been rocking, and you want to keep that going. You don't want the Pirates to start doubting the team and not showing up because then, you know, it makes it even harder to play at home when you don't have your fans behind you. Well, you kind of lose the home field advantage after this. If you lose this week, yeah, it doesn't really help you much going into the UCF-Houston games because the, the fans are going to fade. Right. Right, 100%. and and when these losses pile up, you start to get questions, and uh, you know, are we doing that? Like that's when teams can break apart. So you got to hope the the veterans on this team can keep everybody together. But really, the only thing that's going to truly do that is winning games. I mean, you can be as together as yeah. you want, but if you are, you know, four and eight, it doesn't really matter how much together you are. It's not a good result. So uh, this three and three feeling, it, it kind of got me thinking. I'm like, man, this seems familiar. This is Pirate Radio's 20th football season. 
Wow. 20th football season that we've been covering East Carolina Athletics here as the voice of the Pirate Nation. So I went back each year and wanted to find out, you know, how many times has East Carolina started 3-3 three and three in the 20 years throughout Pirate Radio? So initially, I went ahead and threw out five years. Yeah. The three from Scotty Moe and the two from John Thompson when we got started. All right. Because we only got to three under Scotty Moe, and then Thompson, we only won three games total in wow. the two years. So let's throw out those five years. So that's 15 years. Okay. Four with Mike Houston, five or, or six with Coach Ruff, and five with Skip Holtz. How many years have the Pirates been three and three in those 15 seasons? Well, I know famously we were in the year we were got up to number 14, 13 in the country. Okay. Because they won three. That's, you're correct. Three. That's one. So there's definitely one of them. Obviously, uh, this year is another one. Yeah, so that's two. So out of 15, you're saying? Yeah, out of 15 years. Three and three, I'll say uh, I'll say six. Willie Smith. If he's going six, I'm going to shoot low, and I'm going to say four. Oh, man. Do you guys think we've had better records or worse records at, at, the, at the halfway point? Um, I mean, it's all over at two and four, four and two. I'd say we've had some four and two marks. So I don't know. Was I low? Nine. Yeah. This wow. is the ninth year East Carolina in the 15 years between Mike Houston, Ruffin McNeil and Skip Holtz that we have had a three and three season. This is the third time under Mike Houston that we've started three and three hmm. this wow. year. Last year, the Pirates started three and three, finished seven and five. Uh, in 2019, the Pirates started three and three, finished four and eight. And then uh, Ruffin McNeil had two three and threes. His last year, we started three and three, finished five and seven. And then uh, in 2012, started three and three, finished eight and five. Skip Holtz, Mr. Three and Three. (laughs) He was Mr. Three and Three. Four times started three and three. In his first year, started three and three, finished five and six. And then in 07, started three and three, finished eight and five. In 08, started three and three, finished nine and five. And then uh, 09 started three and three and finished nine and five. So there's plenty of, I mean, it's, it's just, I was like, man, this seems so familiar. But when you look back, I mean, Pirate fans shouldn't be too shocked yeah. or feel too out of place of where we are with the three and three number. And uh, uh, this was, this was, a, this was supposed to be a big year. This wasn't supposed to be a three and three start. What about the year in 08 after they won the conference championship and they came back and started three and three? That was the year I was talking about, right? Right. right. Yeah. That, I mean, no, you're three and zero. Oh, that wasn't a happy three and three either. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying. But pirate fans should be kind of like this is kind of where we where we live by the midway point. At what, out of 15 years. All right. So you you expected that loss to Navy? I, I guess, did not. And... I did not. <laughs> well, what are you saying then? I'm just saying. I know that you're not speaking that, correctly though. That, that we're trending. That we trend more towards three and three than we do anything else. Absolutely, very true. But so how do we get out of three and three land? Do you lose or win this weekend? You'll be four <laughs> three and three. And three. No, I, I hear you, but no, that's not how people are going to feel. That's not oh, how people should feel. That's not how you should feel after losing to Tulane, losing to navy and then losing that game to state so i mean nah we are we are uh historically but that has nothing to do those years don't have anything to do with losing this year historically if you take out this year the pirates have had five winning seasons and three losing seasons after starting three and three so there's a better chance that east carolina ends up on the winning side are you counting bowl games in that no the bowl games don't so you're going because we really didn't win any bowl games how many 500 years have we had 
what did you say in your numbers just then? Well, Ruff's well, Ruff's first year it did count that we finished six and six. Yeah, well, Ruff's first game. year we started four and two, ah. and finished six and six. So Ruff's second year we started two and four, finished five and seven. In thirteen, the uh, ten win year started four and two, finished uh, ten and two, and then uh, and then Ruff's fourteen year that, that was the year we started five and one. That was the hail mary game with UC. We finished eight and five. So it wasn't a very very strong finish, and then Skip's only non three and three year was uh, his second year started two and four finished seven and six. So Skip was able to turn it on and finish strong in the second half of the season. Uh, Mike Houston, Mike Houston's kind of got a weird year the twenty twenty year because they only played nine games started one and five finished three and six. So that's kind of a kind of a weird barometer year and all this but uh so far mike houston uh, three three and threes we'll see what happens three three and three so next year go ahead and mark it down we're going to be three and three to start the year plan on two and two in september yeah and then one and one in first <clears throat> couple weeks of october and then we'll see how we finish sounds like yeah, we're we're keeping that same energy which is something i talked about last week and uh did want to point out while you're running over numbers washington uh, will now guarantee themselves a losing record heading into November for the 22nd time in 30 years. Wow. So that is keeping that same energy, and uh, proud of Washington for that. Hail to the Clip Rocks. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> keeping that mediocre to below average uh, energy. You, you know wow. what's sounding good to you right now? Three and three. You know, last week what you said, Ellerby, when you said I should be positive about something, you know, yeah. you remember what you told me I should be positive about? I can't remember that far back. Braves baseball. Braves baseball. Yeah, they're down. Chopped over. They're down seven to one, game one. Mm. So, do you have anything else for me to be positive about? Uh, You got two (laughs) night games with some late fifth quarters after dark coming up this week. I mean, that's just kicking a man while he's down. (laughs) That's just not even. That's not even funny. Maybe the Braves can uh, start zero and two. Man, what if the Braves start zero and two and come back and win four in a row? Could happen. It'd be more baseball you get to watch. Yep. So uh struggle bus time. Gotta get back for uh gotta get it this weekend though against Memphis. Yeah. I just wanted to get that out there. I feel better. I feel better. Good you feel, you feel better now. What do you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about now, it? That, that's interesting, man, to see that we had that many three three starts, man, over the last, you know, twenty years um of you covering this, man. That's that's interesting. But what I will also say is, you know, where are we gonna go from here? That's that's the thought that I wanna think about, man, is what is Mike Houston going to do to get this team to really start believing, to to give that extra little effort, extra little focus that it takes to, to win these games, man? Like, what, right. what is it going to take? All right, Willie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna give you what the fans, what the callers are suggesting we should do, All right. and you say yes or no. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah, so here's what the comments we're getting. Um, well, some have been questioning, Willie, is it time to fire Mike Houston? Should we fire Mike Houston? No, nah, I'm not firing Mike at this <laughs> okay. point. Uh, we have had calls that we need to change our offensive coordinator. Should we get rid of Donnie Kirkpatrick, maybe go a different direction here to end the year? So the question is, if we do get rid of Donnie, who's next? Good question. Great question. Who, who are we going to replace him with? Is that yes or no? <laughs> I'm just I, <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> look man I, I gotta get Donnie a little bit more time man a little bit more time so alright we're gonna go no on that one this is a no <laughs> should we bench hold nailers and put in Mason Garcia well that's that's a great question man <laughs> and I gotta say you know Houghton man he, he has a lot of big play potential in him 
And, you know, with him being a fifth-year senior, man, that's a lot of experience that you're giving up to go with a younger guy. And, you know, the other side of that coin is, hey, he's about to be out of here. You want to start developing your guys for your next season. So, it's a you know, it's a coin toss there. But at this point, man, I'm sticking with Houghton. I want to see Mason Garcia play, not start. But I want him to get reps. I don't care about this year's red shirt. I want him to, uh, to be – in games that matter, in moments that matter. So next year, if he is the starter, we'll have those moments under his belt. But I think this coaching staff has a different philosophy on it. They want to keep that red shirt. Well, he's played in one game as long right? as possible. Yeah. So he's got three more games to play in. Yeah. And still keep his red shirt. And so he got yeah. six games left. I mean, that's that's a no brainer to me. Like he he should definitely be getting some reps. Um, I remember what was it, Rob Cass and um. On Pickney, they were rotating and they were both getting reps, and I don't see why they can't do something similar, especially when you know you're throwing picks and stuff like that. Why not get the younger guy and let him get some reps and see what he can do? Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see what else. So was that uh, a yes or no on benching? It was it was a no to benching, yes to reps for Mason Garcia. Right, right. Is that is that? That's, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's a good answer. Actually, right. but your question was: Should you bench Holt Nailers as the starting quarterback? Your answer is: My answer is. I wouldn't bench him at this point. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, what else? Playing yes or no Chandler, and a lot of other words. Somebody help me out. What else? <laughs> Kicking situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, bench <clears throat> Owen Daffer. So we have, what, two other kickers on the depth chart? I don't know about the uh, – so there was a kicker that has been banged up that yeah. was physically unable to go. We yeah. had a caller yesterday, Joe in Greensboro, who told us about this amazing kicker that's on the roster who I've never heard of before. Yeah. And uh, to be frank, Isaiah Winstead wasn't so sure about who the dude was because he doesn't <laughs> know who the kickers are. Uh, <laughs> so so I guess there are a couple other options there. Let's say there are. If they are, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. I'm creating a competition at this point, and a best man in practice is kicking this game. All right. Uh, should we fire Tim Douse, the special teams coach? No, I wouldn't fire him at this point, man. All right. Um, help me out. What else? Hit me up on uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. We're asking Willie Smith yes or no <laughs> questions. What the fans? And I'm going to give you the political answer. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Smith, will you be at the Pirate Radio tailgate on Saturday? I will be there. That's a yes. That's an easy one. This is yeah. what uh, <laughs> the callers have been saying we should do to change this, so I'm running these ideas by Willie Smith right now. All right, uh, I can't think of any more. I think that's kind of covers the the gamut of uh, the, the big hot topics. Yeah, I think those those are the big hot topics. I, I think this is a big game. And uh, oh, uh, should we wear white helmets? We always lose in them. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're always losing in them, we need to do all we can went through to the win. So get rid of those things, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pack them up, all lock right. the key, everything, man. Don't look, get hey, rid of them. Can you change helmets at halftime? <laughs> like if you're losing, if we're wearing white helmets this Saturday, can, right. you, can you come out in the purple helmets in the second half? Can we just change all the way to the, I think they're doing the blackout for the UCF game. Can yeah. we just go ahead and transition to the black uniforms for the second half if the Pirates are down like, you you know, twenty to seven at halftime this week against Memphis. I, I don't. Yeah, what's the rules on that? No, nah, that that would be a a logistical nightmare for the equipment staff, man, because there's so <laughs> much goes into getting all those uniforms ready, all those helmets ready. Got to clean them up. They got to make them look nice and shiny. So to, to ask them to do that for two uniforms, two helmets, that's that's a lot of work, man. Could we bring in the art students to paint them? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would be an easy. Do the art students know how to kick? Right. That's, that's the real question. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. Jerome Bacon, former Pirate, says, uh, Willie, what do you see the biggest issue with the play calling is or all offensive philosophy as a whole? What, you know, what would you like to see the uh, the offense do? Yeah, well, I want to see the offense keep mixing it up. I mean, the run game was going for this um, this last game. And, you know, it's, it's like playing chess, man. You know, you got to give – you got to take whatever they give you. So, if they're letting you run the ball, keep running the ball. Mix in some play-action pass if you want to get the ball down the field and, and, and do it that way. Um, you know, mix in more screens, mix in – you know, more draws and just, you know, be diverse with the play calling and just I like to get the guys involved early in the game so that they can, you know, really be playing hard. So that's that's what I would like to see more of. Willie, Mike Houston uh, just left you a voicemail while you're on the radio. He needs you to talk to the team tomorrow. What would you tell him? Yeah, I'm going to say, look, man, you know, we are who we are, like they say, right? We are who we are right now. You know, we're a 3-3 three, three team, but we're better than this. And there's a way that we can win. And that way is to go out here and outwork the other team day in, day out. Stop shooting ourselves in the foot with the dumb penalties. And just go find a way to win, man. Find a way. Like, if you want it bad enough, go find a way to win. And do it day in and day out. I mean, bottle. Good stuff. Willie Smith joining us. Coming up at the end of this segment, we're going to celebrate both uh, – PBR Tailgate Tuesday, and uh, we'll also be celebrating on Thursday, LRB at AJ McMurphy's PBR Pirates and Puppies. You can make a $10 uh, or more donation and get a an awesome t-shirt here. Uh, this will be at AJ McMurphy's beginning Thursday, 530. Uh, $10 donation or more gets you a PBR shirt. Money raised goes to the Humane Society of Eastern North Carolina. Uh, there'll be food and drink specials and you put one thing up here for me to read that i'm not just, <laughs> that might pe- keep people away from but that, the that's gonna start way after we're gonna start all so. right don't worry about bears and commanders on tv <laughs> that won't be on tv while you're there <laughs> they so, might have playoff baseball on so don't let that keep you away playoff baseball will also be on the tvs at aj's but the cool thing i talked to the people at the humane society and uh, we've printed up these shirts and done a promotion with uh, pbr and uh and i talked to them this week and maybe y'all saw the news story not too long ago but uh some Someone abandoned like seven or nine puppies in the community not too long ago, and they got dumped off at the Humane Society. They were able to take them in, but that cost a lot of money. And that you know they're always looking for funds and creative ways. So uh, pirates, PBR, and puppies this Thursday starting at five thirty. Stop by AJ's, uh, plenty of food and drink specials, and uh, get you a cool T-shirt for a ten dollar donation or more, and uh, just have a fun way to raise some money for the Humane Society right here in Eastern North Carolina. Good stuff. So, uh, you want to do what do you want to do, Ellery? You want to make it all one prize or you want to make yeah. two winners today? How about this? We got a 12 pack of PBR and a $10 gift card right. to AJ McMurphy's. You'll get both right now if you're caller four. Right now? Oh, I didn't know. Are we going to break? Uh, I want to hit a few NFL news and notes. Okay. So, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that when Clip Brock says we'll open up the phone line. So, uh, a good chance for you to have a $10 start at AJ McMurphy's this Thursday and then a 12 pack start. For your game day on Saturday. Willie, what are we going to do about the roughing the passer call in the NFL? It's out of, out of control. Yeah, it's it's a little insane. Uh, you showed me the highlights when I got in here, man, and that's that's crazy. If you can't do that, then they might always take sacking the quarterback off, sacking the quarterback off the table because you can't hit him. Last night, uh, Derek Carr lost the ball. He didn't even have the ball. He's laid on the ground, and they right. call roughing the passer because yeah. the guy takes the ball and lands on top of him. Yeah. There is physically nowhere else for that guy to land. So uh, you had that one, and then you had Tom Brady being slung to the ground after a sack. Didn't get hurt or anything. He's fine. 
and then boom penalty falcons lose because they don't get the ball back with a chance to win well i mean i kind of understand the one with tom brady i mean he is a senior citizen of course and uh you know he sleeps somebody like that man he's probably breaking a bone or something that's his decision <laughs> for his old ass to be out there he's 10 years older than willie smith and still playing in the league <laughs> actually that's actually correct I, I know. that's yeah. crazy that's crazy does that blow your mind a little bit when you it, think about it does it? man like i know how physical that game is how crazy it is out there for him to still be out there is it's a miracle. <laughs> uh, did you see what happened after the Raiders game last night? No, nah, uh, I, I didn't. Devontae didn't. Adams is going off the field, and a uh, cameraman kind of jumps out in front of him, and Adams is walking to the locker room, and he shoves the dude, wow. pushes him down, and walks off. He later apologized via Twitter and also in his post-game press conference that he... That's going to cost him a lot. Yeah, it's going to cost him a lot. And the uh, the cameraman has filed a police report. Wow. Like, if I'm that guy that got pushed, I'm probably moving to Vegas and getting the ownership in the Raiders out of this thing. <laughs> right. like, Devontae Adams just signed a huge deal with the Raiders, right? Uh, yeah. Dang. Let's settle out of court. You make me part owner. Give me a casino control or something. So and, is this was this a, like an NFL Films cameraman, a local TV man yeah, cameraman? or Wow. I don't it, know. Was it like a cameraman with a still camera or like a video? I just know he's got a neck brace on now. <laughs> he, he wants his money. I don't blame him. I'll be the same way. Shoot. $15 million for roughing the photographer. <laughs> right. Loss of down. <laughs> and so, uh, a vacation home. Right. Not, not very smart there. Reminded me immediately of Dennis Rodman kicking the cameraman. Right. Remember that back in the day on the baseline? He probably got off real easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Uh, yeah, Devontae's going to be in some trouble. I don't know. You think you get fined? Uh, a suspended for that or just a fine from like because the nfl is probably going to find him right yeah. this is one of those things where this guy filed a police report right and you know no criminal charges are going to be filed and it's going to go straight to Devonte's lawyer and he's going to send they're going to send a check but it's like i wonder how the i want us to try to follow up on this tuesday next week to see how this story develops yeah because you this is when you hear about like oh man the football player pushed somebody right and then whatever happened then it ends up kind of going hush it's gonna be like a settle out of court thing right Right. they're definitely gonna settle out of court and you know i want a jersey i want uh right it's it's gonna be all of that but the nfl man they got a certain image that they want to protect so they're they're gonna hit them hard so nobody else attempts that. the other thing that i mean i'm sure you could google it and search it but that kind of faded really fast was the incident with andy reed's son that got in the, he got in the car wreck you don't hear i mean he, I, somebody died right i know did yeah. he go to jail for that or did they settle i mean i just that that's kind of one of the things that right. ne, that never really stayed in the i mean it it made news because it had to make news because right. i mean he killed somebody right. but then it was like then it didn't the due process kind of got pushed down the road and and it just kind of has been not as yeah. much in the front and center like it, well, you, you it gotta could think be. man that's there's a lot of money behind these type of cases man and you know Money well, you got the Kansas City Chiefs that don't right. want their name as a you know, former Kansas City Chiefs coach. Every right. time that story's being read, right. it's Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. So, I mean, there's, right. there's, there's a lot of money behind it in the Absolutely. NFL. Yeah. I mean, you got enough money, these things tend to go away. Exactly. I mean, Dan Snyder, you don't really hear him as much in the news either. I mean, right. there's just certain things that just, it's amazing how it kind of never just yeah. it gets out there and then it just fizzles. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's the way it goes. All right, uh, let's see. Anything else? I don't want to talk about the Eagles or the Cowboys. So I'm about Giants. Done. Want to talk about the Giants? No, don't want to talk about the Giants. You don't want to talk about the Commanders? Things are going bad. Things <laughs> have are you, bad. Have you thought of picking a secondary team? 
No, I'm not Troy D with a secondary team. Okay. I'm not five years old, LRB. I'm a grown adult. <laughs> treat me as such. I will treat you as the Conley hat wearing brave shirt and uh, obviously disowning your commander's gear right now. Willie yeah. Smith, what'd you think of Matt Rule being fired? $40 million. Mm. Wow. Good gracious. <laughs> Is that That's... a great question, too? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Wow. I, I, I don't even know, man. Um, yeah, I, I really don't. Like, what where does this forty million come from? Like, I, I missed it. He signed a seven-year contract when he got, and then he's into year. Now three. he's being paid to stay away from the building. Yes, he's wow. he's going to exit the building and probably my guess eight hundred thousand a month for the next forty-eight months. Yeah, and then my guess is in within wow. the next two months he'll get another high seven-figure paying job somewhere else. Nebraska, Wisconsin, probably Dang. one of those. Yeah, that but crazy. Now when that paycheck starts to hit. The Panthers' money's gone, correct? Uh, it works against the Panthers' money a little bit if I he gets another so. job. I think that's how it works. Here's the big question, Willie Smith. If Matt Rule wants to sell his house in Charlotte, can you help him out? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to Charlotte for that. <laughs> <laughs> so how can you going to help Matt Rule? But if you want to help somebody here in Greenville, how can they get up with Willie Smith? Yeah, yeah. the best way to reach me is to call myself 258-8168 or if you want to look me up online, uh, line, hashtag Pirate Nation Realtor. How's real estate going right now? Man, real estate market is it's still booming. It's cooling off a little bit, but, man, they're still getting multiple offers on properties right now, so it's still hot. Good stuff. Well, you need to uh, should have got into coaching. That's a fair ball uh, because these guys get fired and get paid to get fired as a player when you're on. What happens with your contract? You get the axe. Is there any more money coming to you, or is that it? Well, it depends on if you had any guarantee money in there. Right. So, depending on how they pay that out. But you know, if you was the guy like me that was fighting every day to, to hold your spot, when you was going, you was going. There wasn't yeah. no more money coming to you. Right. How much of the roster is week to week with no guaranteed versus guaranteed? Yeah. Uh, well, when you sign your uh, – when you make the 53-man roster – you know, you're pretty much guaranteed that contract, you know, for whatever that season was. Mm-hmm. Um, most guys that's, you know, the bottom of the, the, the totem pole, so to speak, they're they're normally just getting one, two-year contracts, right? Now, the guys with the bigger contracts, then, you know, that stuff is guaranteed to them. Like, there's a certain portion of the contract that got to be paid out regardless if they're on the team or not. So the kicker or the guy that makes the team, the 53-man roster, week one, and then the kicker's probably a good example, and then he doesn't have such a good first few weeks and he gets cut. Does he? I guess he has some guaranteed money for the rest of that year, even yeah. though he can still maybe sign with somebody else. Right, right, right. He's still if he doesn't get picked up by another team, he's still going to get the rest of those checks. Okay. All right, talking dollars and cents with Willie Smith. There we go. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Willie, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, yeah. enjoyed it. What's Absolutely. Your, man. What's your score for Saturday? Oh man, I keep well, I keep missing, <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna say the same thing, man. So does our kicker. He still gets to play, <laughs> and you still get to be here and try. So make a pick. But if you miss this one, we might sub you out if we can find somebody. Else. Let's check the depth chart behind Willie Smith. <laughs> Stephen Baker is gonna come in. And, right, right. Yeah. Oh man, um, yeah, man. I'm hoping we get this win this week, man. Um, 21, 24 Pirates, man. All right, there you go. You heard it here first. All right, caller 4, 317-1250, gets a 12-pack of PBR and a $10 gift card to AJ McMurphy's. Uh, We will uh, give that away right now. Caller number 4, 317-1250. We are back with more on Pirate Radio Live. We'll hear what Mike Houston had to say earlier today after this. Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of pirates. 
doors open at noon, seven days a week. And the Buck has live music every night, along with football. Monday is open mic night, the first Monday of each month. Tuesday, it's karaoke with DJ Captain Morgan. Wednesday, it's acoustic night. Thursday, it's the dance party with DJ Kid Scene and live music every Friday and Saturday night with the best bands on the East Coast. Follow the Buck on Instagram for information and schedule of events. This season, party like a pirate at the Buck. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they're in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Phillies 7, Braves 3, bottom of the fifth inning on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Phillies going back to the bullpen. Uh, About to get underway in Houston. As the Seattle Mariners playoffs for the first time since 2001, got by the Blue Jays in the wild card. They take on the Astros. They are getting underway on TBS as we speak. Uh, Guardians and Yankees tonight, 7.30 on TBS. And then at 9.30, Fox Sports 1, Padres and Dodgers. So that is the lineup here on this Tuesday. National League continues on Wednesday. And then it'll be AL only on Thursday. All right, uh, Michael Harris is up. We're going to hear from Mike Hughes. Adam's fired up. Did Adam just win? Yeah, well, I, I threw it back to you before I mentioned the uh, winner of our PBR uh, contest. But, uh, yeah, Adam Runsola of Washington walked away with a... Runsola. Oh, Fola? There's an F. There's an F in there. According oh. to his name on Facebook. Okay, that's probably correct because I was I had stuff going on in the background, so I wasn't sure if I spelled it right. Adam Runfola. I think I met him at the Pirate Radio kickoff party. I believe I did as well. Anyway, he, he was the big winner. Big um, congrats, winner. Congrats, Adam. Congrats. On this Tuesday, Michael Harris at the dish. Let's hear from Michael Houston at his press conference from earlier today. Here were his opening comments as uh, he talked about the loss to Tulane and looking ahead to Memphis. Um, obviously disappointed in uh, not being able to get the victory down in New Orleans this past weekend. Um, thought we faced a very good Tulane team. Um, you know, when you look back at the game, and I've uh, watched it multiple times and watched it with both uh, sides of the ball and special teams, um, you know, you look at uh, the things that we did well, and I thought we did start the game very well. I um, thought we played very well in the first quarter. Um, I thought that uh, as the game went on, there, you know, there's half a dozen plays where uh, Tulane made a play and we did not, um, you know, one way or the other. And uh, I thought those plays combined with a couple of mistakes that we made uh, that Tulane did not uh, ended up in them winning what was a uh, you know highly contested uh, game and uh, you know certainly uh, congratulations to 
Coach Fritz and Tulane uh, moving on to five and one. Uh, they've got a good football team, just like we thought. And, uh, you know, we've got to be better uh, in all phases of uh, the game and, uh, and got to improve from our performance last weekend. And, uh, you know, the one thing I do know is we have a very motivated group. We have a motivated group of coaches. We have a motivated team. Uh, we had a good workout on uh, Sunday evening. Uh, we've had productive uh, both players and coaches things over the last uh, day and a half since then. Uh, I expect us to have a really good practice this afternoon. Uh, I expect the Pirates to play well this coming Saturday. Excited to be back at home. Uh, should be a, a great atmosphere, 7.30 kickoff, homecoming. Um, you know, you, you're going to have, uh, you know, a lot of people back here for Hall of Fame induction and Marcus Crandall going in. And uh, just a lot of excitement around the game. And it's two really good football teams. Obviously, Memphis is coming off of a tough loss to Houston uh, last Friday night. I was able to watch most of that game uh, after we finished up our meetings. So, uh, you know, we've got two teams that are, uh, you know, really good teams that uh, matched up this weekend. Should be a great game. Uh, we'll be ready to go. All right. Uh, we talked in the first segment with Willie Smith about the mistakes, uh, Xavier Smith and his penalty, which he addressed yesterday when he talked to us on the Players' Lounge. C.J. Johnson uh, had one sticking up for Isaiah Winstead, who Isaiah said, yeah, he can't do it, but he might have done the exact same thing if he was sticking up for his guy. So, yeah, you don't like to see it, but you can certainly understand it after it's discussed. Uh, but he talked about addressing those mistakes with the players. Cut to well, the one thing I know is, uh, you know, the kids, they, they, they want to be successful. And so uh, I do think you, you address each situation. A lot of times it's, it's things that they know. So you just try to coach up how to, play, how to play the ball better, whether it's offensively or defensively, or you coach up a decision, uh, no matter what, who it is making it, you know, how we can better make that decision. Um, we're always looking at how we can do things better as coaches. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's a, a game played in real time. And, you know, it's somebody's going to make the play, somebody's not. And uh, so you just try to do the best job you can of addressing it. And uh, I think you do. I think you very directly address it and try to coach it and try to improve on it. Mike Houston was asked how he uh, or can he put a finger on the inconsistencies with the offense? Cut three. Well, um, I think that. The opponent and how they're defending you has a lot to do with it. And then I think uh, rhythm and sync has a lot to do with it. Uh, everybody being on the same page has a lot to do with it. You know, for example, you know, South Florida got up there and decided they wanted to play as press man on the line of scrimmage. And we were able to hit some deep balls on them. Uh, and we connected. And we won the 50-50 balls. Uh, this past weekend, and Tulane defended us completely different. Uh, and, you know, I think after probably the middle of the second quarter on, um, we just, you know, we were able to drive the ball pretty well uh, till you got down to around the 30-yard line, and we just did not make the plays that you have to make. You know, you got to score points. Uh, and conversely, uh, you know, on the other side, you know, we did give up a, a few plays uh, to Tulane. And so I think that's where it goes into just we've got to improve our execution uh, we got to improve everybody being on the same page. Um, you know, everybody in this conference has a lot of talent. 
You know, Tulane had a lot of talent on defense. Tulane had a lot of talent on offense. You know, Memphis this weekend, they've got a lot of talent on both sides. We all have a lot of talent. So it comes down to who can execute the best, uh, you know, who can play together the best. That's really the big one. You know, the better team is going to win on game day. And so it's, you know, striving to try to get a, a group of individuals to play together and be the best team on game day each Saturday. All right, uh, Mike Houston also was asked by Stephen Igo about the scramble uh, drill a couple times. Aylers um, got out of the pocket, played breaks down, and then it's just kind of backyard football. Uh, made some plays there, didn't make some others. And uh, I go ask Coach Houston about that, how much they work on the scramble drill. Cut five. Well, it's certainly the scramble drill is something we work each week, and it's a very uh, choreographed kind of deal. Um, and I, I agree with you. I don't think we did a great job with it at times last Saturday. Um, and, you know, why we didn't last Saturday, you know, that's the questions you ask when you're watching the film. Uh, and it's certainly something you emphasize. You know, for example, we do pass scale good on good uh, every Tuesday and every Wednesday in practice. And the thing I encourage the quarterbacks to do is, you know, don't sit back there because, you know, you don't have an offensive line, defensive line in those settings, you know, after a, a certain beat you know, you need to scramble. Coach Kirkpatrick encourages him to scramble because, you know, you can, you, we work the drill against air, okay? But, uh, and that's fine. You know, you work it against air so they know where to go. But then the best work is when you're going against the defense because you're, you're reacting to another body. Uh, and, you know, we just got to continue to do a better job of taking that to the field. We've obviously had some huge plays in the scramble drill throughout the season so far. So, you know, to me, it comes down to more just a focus deal in the ball game. All right. Um, we uh, have heard and have talked about, you know, ECU could be 5-1, and one, yada, yada, yada. Things go a different way. We're not. We're 3-3. Three and three. In that same breath, you could say Memphis should certainly be 5-1. and one. They're up double digits with like a minute and a half left against Houston. Houston scores a touchdown, gets an onside, immediately scores another touchdown, and then the folks in Memphis are shocked last Friday night when the Cougars and uh, the mulleted Dana Holgerson runs out of there with a victory, escapes out of there with uh, a victory. Mike Houston was asked what he what happened to Memphis, what he saw from the Memphis uh, side when they allowed Houston to steal one from them last Friday, cut six. Well, I think it was not as much what I saw from Memphis as what I saw from Houston. Uh, you know, you had a, a huge kickoff return for a touchdown that started the whole thing and kind of energized uh, Houston. Um, and then you had, uh, you know, they started playing better defensively. Uh, they were able to get some stops. Uh, Houston was able to score. Uh, they were able to get an onside kick. And, I mean, the combination of the scoring drive, onside kick, you're right back out on defense, Memphis, uh, Houston was able to drive down, you know, pretty easily for the game-winning touchdown and extra point with seconds left on the clock. So, uh, to me, it was more, you know, Houston really got going. Uh, the kickoff return kind of ignited the comeback, and then I do think that uh, Memphis got tired uh, defensively there late in the game. All right, Mike Houston, tired. Memphis is coming in angry. You hope uh, the old let the same team, same game, beat them twice kind of thing sticks with Memphis because. <clears throat> excuse me they should have 
taking care of business last Friday night. They did not. So both of these teams coming off a loss as they play Saturday night, 7.30 at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. Might get to a little bit more of Mike Houston. Right now, Phillies lead the Braves 7-3 in the sixth inning. Atlanta has left nine on today through the first five innings. They have stranded the bases loaded twice, uh, leaving Ducks on the proverbial pond, and it has hurt them in their game with Philadelphia as the Phils lead it 7-3. Also, oh, those pesky Mariners. Runners on the corners with one out in the top of the first inning as they play the Astros. So the Mariners looking to strike first against Justin Verlander. We'll keep an up, uh, you up to date on what's going on in the MLB playoffs as we roll on. Buccaneer Music on Scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. More to go. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news and interesting contests that can make you a winner. Uh, interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 60,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, back with you at Pirate Radio Live. Phillies lead the Braves 7-3 to as they head to the bottom of the sixth inning. Mariners got a RBI from Big Dumper, Cal Raleigh, and uh, they lead the Astros one nothing. And who is Big Dumper? You're going to start hearing about him if you follow the playoffs. Um, an interesting nickname. How does one go about getting that nickname? Tim Kirkchen actually uh, on ESPN explained it during the wild card series, Blue Jays and Mariners. And here's what he said. The Big Dumper is his nickname. <laughs> so I asked one of the teammates, why do you call him that? He goes, well, his butt is as big as a trailer. So I asked Cal Raleigh, and he said, yep, that's pretty accurate. So right. That's how you get the nickname Big Dumper. That's what they called me in high school. Yeah? You got a caboose back there? Yeah. Show that. A little, little junk in your trunk? Let's see it, man. Let's, let's see it. Let's see that thing. Uh-oh. Let's see that thing. Uh-oh. Do you need me to get out of the way? Okay. 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 You only can see half a Okay. All right, boy, if you're on our radio audience, you're really missing out right now. A great shot of uh, Big Cheese, a.k.a. That was half a cheese right there. (laughs) Big Cheese. (laughs) All right, thank you, Chandler, for showing us uh, your backside there. Good stuff. Uh, one nothing that score in Houston. Mariners with the lead, and the Braves about to bat in the sixth inning. Down three on the Buccaneer Music Call scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. What's up, y'all? what's going on how's your tuesday going not good how about yours uh it's going pretty good good i was able to go down to washington today <coughs> i had a meeting down there mm-hmm. 
with a potential uh, future advertiser with us. Mm. And uh, I said, you know what? Mm. I'm going to go see my old friend Jason Shepard. So I went and had lunch at Shep's Grill, and it was delicious. And it's a be- what a beautiful, what? beautiful town that Washington is, especially right there on the waterfront. What did you eat? A burger, fries. You didn't get the brisket? They were actually out of brisket. Oh. Yep, I got there a little well, too that late, I guess. surprise me. Yeah, the brisket is really, really good. Yeah, everybody's going for it. What kind of burger? Just a regular old burger. I had pepper jack cheese on it, bacon, pickles, uh, sautéed onions, mm. lettuce, tomato. I got to tell you, I have... Uh, Do you like your onions sautéed? Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've done a complete turnaround on onions. I used to hate onions, not eat onions, avoid onions. And now I can't get enough of them. Last night I cooked up some onions with taters and some uh, mm. some ground beef, and I just I'm, and just uh, mixed it together. Yeah, that sounds really good. Put some gravy on it. Yeah. Oh, it was. I good. cooked spaghetti last night. Man, you chefing it up. I'm, I'm chefing. You're it chefing up. it up, boy. Yeah. yeah but boy. onions are now a big part of what I do. It's a, it's, it's a it's big a, it's part a, of my life. It's a big part of my life. What is? Onions. 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 What is a food that you didn't like growing up that you like now? I would say squash. Yeah? Okay. I grew up on some squash. Grandma cooking yeah. squash. So. I, I don't mind squash. I never thought it was great, but like everybody raved about the squash, so I was like, all right, I guess I'll eat some squash. I was told it was good for you. so. I would say tomatoes is part of that, too. Yeah. Never have, never will. But I, no, could, I, I can eat, eat some a salsa but sandwich. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, but I, I don't will think add a I've, to my, I've like, had a food that I didn't like as a kid that I grew to like. I'm the opposite. If I ate a lot of it as a kid, I don't like it now. There's very few things that I would eat a lot of that I still eat now as an adult. All right. What about you, Clip? And welcome to Food Corner. Onions onions i don't know if there's any other items that i can think of off the, off the uh top of my head never been a tomato guy um yeah i think onions onions is the answer now shirley is eating what is that twizzlers twizzlers but it's not like black licorice black, black licorice. licorice oh my gosh i think yesterday was the first time i've ever tried it he and almost never, lost his lunch n- never will i ever <laughs> try that again not a fan i don't think i have tried it and i don't plan to try it yeah disgusting doesn't look very appetizing it's terrible i like it but you know then again there's a lot of things that i like that you guys don't like and that is fine that's what makes america and the world go that's exactly we all have our differences mike mullis is here and we will talk to him he's having a few chair issues good mully that's one is to have but he's gonna hop on up there <laughs> hop on up there like a big boy oh my gosh get on the big boy chair there he goes and now he's coming on down all right let's take a break we'll come back and uh we'll talk to mully we'll talk some baseball give you updates braves down seven three in the sixth and the mariners strike first one nothing after one they lead justin verlander and the astros on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck dub buck We got a lot more to go. Mike Mullis joins us when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Welcome back to the show. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. You'll hear my conversation with Rajay Harris coming up in about 30 minutes or so. Talked to him earlier today. He's keeping his spirits high. He's got surgery coming up thursday as uh towards acl so long road to recovery for rajay but uh as you would imagine he is upbeat and positive and uh still a part of this football team so uh we talked about tulane talked about memphis talked about what he's going through and you'll hear that coming up in about 30 minutes or so mike mullis joins us now mully inside the pirate radio studios how you doing today man good buddy how are you doing all right wish the braves were doing a little better well. but uh max freed got hit around a little bit today molly game one nlds well it's postseason everybody's uh everybody's capable at this point you know it's um i do like the formatting the 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 bracket deal i liked the wild card weekend the uh home teams yep. uh, your better record you get to host them all yep. and you, you just got to win two i thought that was a fun weekend of baseball i did too Friday, saturday it, sunday it, you know what it 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 moved it moved right along no travel days these baseball playoffs move fast yes uh, as opposed to the nba right right as opposed to others which i can't believe the nba's already started and it seems like they just finished yeah well well they did underway soon yeah i mean the exhibition games are going by the way molly's fired up nhl begins tonight oh sweet hurricanes play tomorrow night oh good who they got they got the blue jackets blue jackets from not the yellow jackets you tell me winnipeg that's the blue bombers that's, that's CFL. Yeah, the uh, Blue Jackets, maybe Memphis. No, but you're you're kind of in there. Nashville. Right? Yeah, let's go a little. What north? Uh, west. You know, I, I have no clue. Blue Jackets. Columbus. Okay, so minor league team. Yes. Okay. They're, right. They play the Bananas tonight, and they got the Hurricanes tomorrow. Okay. Uh, go for them. My wife just figured out. I don't know what she was watching. She said, you need a Savannah Bananas hat. I said, I sure do. Uh, Hook yeah, it up. I, yeah, yeah. She said, they're so fun. We should go see them when they're in Durham. I was like, whoa, okay. Well, I mean, is this a news flasher? She doesn't, it is. She doesn't listen to the show often, does she? Not at no. all. Not a once. Not a chance. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, get on board with the uh, the bananas. You know what's funny? is It's kind of uh, the bananas. I, I, I watched all their stuff on. Well, he's out on the bananas. I, I'm kind of on the other side now. <laughs> It was it was funny for a while, and it's funny periodically. But now they've shut down real baseball, and all they're doing is banana ball. That's classic Molly too. I mean, but that's everybody. You, you're on to something, and then it kind of wears on you. Well, and it, it's it was it was a great novelty, but now it's like, 
you know my fear of a clip is that it starts to influence young folks to think this is okay this is the way to play baseball nah, i don't think that's uh, so that never happens right kids don't ever watch what they see on tv or go to a pro park and see and try to emulate that 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 was unimaginable i don't think that's going to happen with the bananas I, I i beg to differ so now it's a detriment to society well now it's just it's not it's not and they they say it's not real baseball it's a show well you know what's going to happen next is your uh your kid's going to be pushing a cameraman like Devontae adams did yeah maybe time. maybe and i you know you see some of this uh, lack of sportsmanship in the middle school levels anyway i know and uh yeah very impressionable these youth are that's true today so i'm trying to think when i was a kid who uh who i liked i just i couldn't do like the uh well our, our thing was we copied like i could do you could say okay cal ripkin whatever that who, whoever stand yeah that was yeah. what we copied yeah but they didn't do what they do now right the, the bat flips were like no no you know and then so we didn't have that opportunity but now you watch uh they had the world wood bat down in florida this past week uh, wrapped up yesterday and i watched some highlights of that and that's all you see you see the big eye black you see the sliding into second base and some type of hand sign or the you know the bow and arrow shooting or you know but it's so hypocritical because who really who on the field cares about bat flips does the opposing team care about it because if so why are they bat flipping does the pitcher I think, get upset? Because if so, why is he going off the mound strutting? Well, like, I, I who think, care? Everybody do their thing. But I, I think that's that's part of the problem. All these unwritten rules of sports, not just baseball, were called sportsmanship. There's no need to show up the other guy. There's right, that's, but er, but that, the other teams doing so that it. Makes so it, who's getting yeah, offended? You know what? Are you a parent? And what do you tell your kids? I don't care what everybody else does. We're going to do it the right way. And you go watch certain teams. There's a whole lot less of it than you would think. Now, yes other teams it's a free-for-all i mean you watch tennessee baseball tennessee came to mind immediately yeah they are uh, you know they're they're all about it east carolina baseball they, they do a little more than historically yeah but they i do think it. that's but but and but, when other teams do it i i don't I, care but i you go watch tommy and tommy's you know kind of old school you go watch Pitt. There, there's there's none of that none none zero if the, if it happens it'll happen once but that's just a difference in mentality. Yeah, and I, and for me, I don't. I just don't like it. I think it's very showy, and I think it's um. I think it's not very sportsmanlike. Well, not a lot of bat flipping for Atlanta going on today. I flipped one bat in my career, in my life, and it was in a freaking wiffle ball game <laughs> with Pirate Radio, and and the guy we were playing a bunch of young dudes from Aiden Griffin. Uh, ironically, Sharpie? they are chir- and Tommy's hitting behind me. Or no, maybe maybe I'm hitting behind Tommy, and they walk him to get to me or whatever, oh. or, or and they're carrying Big on and mistake, on. Chandler. Well, I freaking smoked it. I mean, I hit the wiffle balls because you, I whiffled it, and walked to first base. Yeah, I flipped the bat in the air, walked to first base, and walk in the dugout. Well, they're yelling, "You got to run the bases!" It was a walk off. It was the end of the game. Oh, you you didn't even hit first. Oh no, I went to first. I and went then walked t- off. and then walked off that's the only time and even after that i was a little regretful like that's just not me it's not my deal all right here we go we got it we got a guy in the youtube chat andy this is how we're gonna handle it man you either ignore or you invite him on i am gonna invite you on so andy uh you're spamming the chat call us now 317-1250 
We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. This is your shot, your one opportunity. Hey, can we eat a little M&M here? Andy, you get one shot. Mom Spaghetti, 317-1250. Call in now. Your chance to talk to us. Well, tell the rest of us what Andy's talking about. They can't see the uh, the chat. Is this about baseball or ECU football or NHL? I'm gone. This has turned into a baseball show, not ECU show. Like every we few days, about ECU we, we get these. Uh, just no, they don't care. They're just looking to complain about something, right? But what I like to do is talk to people, hear them out. What's the what's the issue? Yeah, what, what Andy? What do you want to talk about? Three one seven twelve fifty. This is your one shot, and you got to take it. And we'll talk ECU football. You can ask us whatever. We'll ask you. What do you think about pirate football? So call in now. We have nobody on the line. So I, lines so, okay. are open. Three one seven twelve fifty. Okay, I, I have a take on the ECU football game this past week. Let's hear it. I really feel like this is not a knock on anybody, but it is. It, it, it I guess so. It that is. means there's going to be a knock on somebody. Well, unintentionally, I guess so. But I think when the extra point is missed, the the win left the sales. I think when the extra the, the field goals blocked. I think the win left it. Like I think. Well, that, yeah. Now you're naming. I think I, those were the. That was the point at which that game was lost. Okay, you could also say Ryan Jones scoring and having a penalty on that play, and then Tulane not scoring. And I know. I've heard having, your. No, I've heard your take. You've been talking about it all week. I'm so those. You. So you're. So those plays didn't matter. No, or? they 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 did. But when things continue to go the wrong way, and you start pressing, thinking, okay, I don't know that our special teams can. Uh, can help us with the foot. Like, you start pressing to try to score. So, my start... take's stupid and yours is smart. No, no, no. Right Everybody's now. heard yours. Everybody's heard yours. And they can go back and listen to it in archives. But I, I'm just saying that it's just a different kind of look at it. I'm, you know. Is it? We've talked about this stuff, Molly. Everybody's talked about the field If goals. you're just going to yell, you could do that with Chandler. <laughs> That's good parenting right there. I mean – you can't and you know what molly you do that a lot you irritate the hell you poke and but you never raise your voice and you keep that same demeanor and it just makes me more upset well it's a level of intelligence and maybe maturity and one day maybe you'll achieve both i'm striving every day what are the mariners doing uh they're kicking butt molly four to nothing well good for the fight and i goes that's all i could think of when i when I, the mariners i think about the I one mariner fan you know that is the one Molly, what do we do uh, about the kicking situation? Man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I the poor kid. It's not a physical deal. And I will also say, and again, I, I've heard some of your, you know, some of your take on it, and, and other folks. I, um, I think there's a lot of responsibility to be shared there. With, you know, you lost your snapper to LSU. So is that? Is he seeing it different? You, you got it. You've had two different holders this year. Uh, none of the timing of it seems to be great. And then it kind of looks like. Uh, and I had this pointed out to me by a really good golf guy. Daffer doesn't seem to have a pre-shot routine that he sticks to every time. He may run into the net, kick it twice, come out, swing his leg once. He may, when they, you know, time out, kind of icing kind of deal. I, I don't care if you're shooting a free throw, having it at bat, standing over a putt, getting ready to hit a tee shot. Uh, I don't care what your sport is. You have a pre-shot routine or you should have a pre-execution routine that puts you in that place of comfort. I think right now he's in the in the mode of let's just get this over with, and I hope like hell it goes in or through. So I Remember, I think uh, it, Joey Baggett years ago shooting it, shooting free throws. Yeah, 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 do the same. It doesn't matter what you it do. It does not matter. Do I mean, the think, same thing every time. Hey, think about I mean, 
an extreme example would be Omar Garcia Pyro back, you know, with his ABs and his X number of times on each wrist uh, with the Velcro and Sergio Garcia having the extra waggles. And he had to get that out of his game because he was playing so slow. But it's a it's a mental thing that just takes you. Keegan Bradley went through it. Um, you know, you see these guys that all of a sudden can't do what they once could do. It's not a physical deal with him. I mean, clearly he can kick the football. We've all seen that. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it, you know, it's a, it's a middle thing. In answer to your question, I don't know. So if there's another guy on the roster available to kick, you, no, you got to try it. We got to try it. Yeah, but I don't. I, but it, I, I mean, and I'm literally asking, is there? I mean, I don't know if that. It, how, if you've got a scholarship kicker, are you carrying another place kicker? If you look at the ECU it, roster, there's three or four up there. All right. If Owen Daffer comes out to kick a field goal or extra point come Saturday. Then, then no. The answer's got to be no, right? Well, and I think that was even answered when he missed the extra point that we saw him again. And then came back out there. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be the answer. Yeah. For him to come back out here after like, and, mistake and a little, after mistake. And, and a little different on the road, too, because you're not going to travel everybody. So maybe there's an extra body that they can put on the sideline this weekend. Look, and nobody... I mean, my whole family just hurts for Owen Daffer because it's the it's the human side. I hate that we even have to say that. I, I guess we do. No, that, we, like, do. we do. We do. Like, yeah, it's not. Nobody's pulling personal. against him. No, it's it's yeah. where you know I was actually watching the game with a group, and everybody in the building was cheering for Owen. Come on, you got it. And then, and then you know the the collective sigh. But I, I don't know, man. It's tough. That's a tough deal. And somebody gets in their head. It's the it, you know it's really only them that can get themselves out. They can have some help. But it's uh, it's tough, and it's very, very difficult. And no matter what the sport, no matter what the situation, to simulate game pressure. Molly, why were you texting me about Dana Holgerson on Friday night? Because you don't like him. <laughs> so, so, so you? I was just needling you a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Asked and answered. What did he say about uh, Dana Holgerson? <laughs> he just said. What, did, what did he say about Dirty Dana? Dana Holgerson exclamation point or something. Dirty Dana. Yeah, but he's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's great. And he's awesome. Man, they just got lucky to win that one. But uh, hey, good for him. Hey, he's yeah, he's gotten lucky the last couple of weeks. But that's all right. He didn't against Tulane. No. Nah. Uh, oh, he was lucky at one point, and then Tulane got lucky at the end. Yes. You're right. You're right. How about that Rose Conley game? I listened to it. I listened to the first oh, you quarter. you wearing your rose blue in here today against my Conley hat? Is that how it's going? No, I just put a You're shirt on. You're not house divided like Chora, are you? <laughs> I just put a shirt on, guys. Okay. I don't. I literally don't think of any symbolism when I put a shirt you on. Know, you you don't about, think of uniform. How about no. Conley blowing a 21-point lead to Havelock, and four days later... Second half leading is Rose. That's a rough week for the Vikings. Well, I tell you what, it's a rough week to have to play bookend games with like Havelock and Rose no to start with. So I think it's uh says something to the uh to the grit that coach has over there. But uh, it was a good game. I mean it was uh it was uh, Did you go? Yeah, yeah. We How won. good is uh Crumpler? I heard his name about every play. Well, I mean he's good. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I mean and there were there were several good players. Uh a defensive back from Rose, uh number eleven, I think he leads the state in interceptions. Uh, yeah, they're. I mean, they're good players all over the place. The two quarterbacks, man, uh, both both kids just were really, really impressive. And what was it like? Fumble pick right there, back to back at the end from the two teams. I, I will say we left at the beginning of the fourth quarter, okay. just you know, just to beat the traffic. And um, you know, and obviously there was an incident there in the parking lot or nearby, so we uh, we wanted to to, to go ahead and uh, exit the area. But we listened to it on the way home. Uh, but yeah, it was something like that, and it was. I mean, look, that dude rolls in there for five seconds and boots that thing through to, for the game winner. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's pretty gutsy win. 
I uh, <laughs> I slept in, and then when I woke up, forgot, as I tend to do, that there's a football game going on Sunday morning and did not see your Packers lose to the Giants. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I, 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 I am numb to them. To yeah, the you don't deal. care. I'm, hey, I'm with you, man. I'm totally numb to it. Like, I, I you know. It, literally, my son, my youngest one, and I just had this conf- constant conversation, like, who are we going to cheer for? Wow. So we go, hey, we, you know, I really like Josh Allen. I really like, uh, obviously, Pat Mahomes. I really, you know, um, going to be interested to see what the Panthers do. So now the uh, interim head coach for the Panthers is a West Charlotte Lion alum. He's a, he's a former okay. Lion. Steve Wilkes. Steve maybe. Wilkes, yep. So uh, obviously a little more rooting interest there, and not that it matters. Um but I, I, we're we're searching for a home. We'll come back to the Packers. I'll never leave the Packers, but I'm, I am. Are too you ready late. for the Rogers era? To yes, end? that's I, really what's yes. got you. Well, it's got to be coming to an end yep. soon, right? And, I, and then I think it's going to be probably years of just terrible. Oh yeah. But I mean, it, look, when Randall Cobb is your number one guy, how excited can you get about your football team? Yeah. yeah. When a 36, 37 year old guy is your number one target, yeah. Yeah, I told my, I said he's he's almost as old as I am, and he's out there freaking is the number one dude. Well, that's what Rogers has been complaining about. I, I I get it. Yeah, I get it. But you know, it's not so much he is the epitome of not necessarily what he says, but it's how he says it. And he he uh, uh, Rogers just comes across as though he thinks he's the smartest guy in every room. <laughs> no doubt. Whether you're talking football, it doesn't matter. medicine, it doesn't matter. Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick Cage movies. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's, um, you know, and, 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 and look, he is a very intelligent guy. He's a great quarterback, but I've just had enough. Yeah. Molly's that it's wits end. I'm at my wits end with uh, Carson. Ooh. That, yeah. Thanks. Jira Rivera said. Uh, yeah, did he defend him or did he? I I couldn't. There seemed, to be, there seemed to be some backhanded compliments in that. Well, he came out today and said uh, he apologized and said he had a bad day yesterday. He said bleep. No way. Yeah, he said bleep. I had a bad day. Talking about it. So he was <laughs> asked bad day. why he had the team, why Washington had been bypassing the NFC East by everyone. And he said quarterbacks. Yeah. Any way you slice it. That, it, it's it's not a great answer. No. And by the way, I I get I understand it. I said yesterday that no matter what he says, I'm going to nitpick, and it's not going to make me happy. Just like pirate fans, when they hear Mike Houston, they're going to pick on all his words. That's what we do as fans. We're upset, so no matter what they say, we're not going to be happy. So he says, quarterback. I took it at first as him saying, "Well, dang, he just threw Carson Wentz under the bus." If he's not saying that. Which he, he's not. He, he said he would, does not regret bringing in Wentz. He's saying these other quarterbacks in the division. There's separation. And they've been with their, their offenses. So he's saying Jalen Hurts, okay. Yeah. MVP All right, cool. All right, that's fine. That's yeah. where it stops. He's saying Daniel Jones. Okay, wait, what? what? And he's saying... Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. Daniel Jones, you've got Carson... He, he's better than Carson Wentz. To Ron Rivera's point. No. You know... No, he shouldn't be. Well, I'm not saying what he should and shouldn't be, son. I'm just saying that he's he's son? he's better right now. Carson Wentz is okay. Very, that's on Rivera, maybe. Okay, all right. Fine. But I'm, I'm saying to his point, Daniel Jones stinks, and then well, he and then the other one is Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush. Cooper now, Rush, who threw for 106 yards on Sunday. Cooper Rush. That's the one I would have a problem with. Cooper Rush. Why are we? How have we been bypassed because great signal callers hey, like hey, Cooper Rush? Hey. 
So simmer. Braves trail seven three in the eighth. How much money is Cooper Rush going to get next year? It's going to be crazy. So I'm assuming he's on probably a one year. <laughs> There's no way he's a long term. I can't imagine. Contract. Yeah. Are you talking about from anybody or from, from the Cowboys? From anybody. I don't know. Like who? I mean, do you really? Do, 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 I mean, you know, he's going to need a quarterback next year, Washington. You can't that, now. Oh, that would be that would be awesome. And then, and then people are going to ask Ron Rivera, "Hey, what separates you guys from everybody else in this well, division?" Daniel and he's Jones say, and Dak. He's going to say quarterback. Yeah, they got their guys are just better than our guy, man. I mean, they're, they're just better. So who is playing? Who do we have playing quarterback for the Panthers this weekend? It will be PJ. Did you mean to call them Panthers? Panthers. I like that. Who's playing for the Panthers? Um, it will be P.J. Walker. It will be a, a Temple guy. I'm surprised Tepper didn't say, hey, Rule, you're you're gone, and take all your Temple guys and all your Baylor guys with you. Well, but he did He did he, tell them to get rid Phil of one Snow. guy. Phil Snow. Yeah. He did say, you got to go, Snow. So, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who was known as Philip Walker when he played against D.C.U. and Temple. Yes. I'm and Jimmy say. Walker back when he was on uh, Good Times. That's a dynamite <laughs> reference. Dynamite. Yeah, I, so they fire what the defense coordinator and the head guy. Who gets that job? Who do you think? What's what's the? Well, the big you know, fish is Sean Payton. Sean Payton. You know what? I, man, you know who I liked for this exact situation is uh, the guy from Miami, the Brian, Brian Flores. Brian Flores. He's my. Are like, you that, saying every word wrong on purpose? Brian Flores. Blind. Well, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Uh, Chandler, you mentioned him. Yesterday. I brought him up yesterday. No, I, and I said, but, I said the name that's going to be big on this list. Which is, has has been considered for this day to come, which it did yesterday, is is Sean Payton. He why but, would he come? Why would he come to Charlotte? I don't know. But I mean, Bunny. That's just the name that has popped up for the coaches past have year. egos. They think they can turn around any situation. I think in this situation, it's a long. I mean, it is turning the but, Titanic. But Brian Flores is definitely a name I think you'll see. A name that you've seen in... Before in, we move on. So, he is employed, correct? He yeah. is with the Steelers. Because my question was, isn't he like blackballed because he's in a lawsuit with the NFL? Uh, but yeah, I guess... That only goes so far. I mean, Deshaun Watson's back in practice. So, I mean, you know, you can, you can get away with whatever. Yeah, but he's not suing the league. He's not uh, going against good, the league. If you're good enough, it, I, 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 don't, I think that'd be fine. I, here's the deal for me. He, that we're like in the same boat the Dolphins were in. Like when he kind of got hold of that deal and it, at least instilled some discipline. You did know, they heard, have Tua or did he draft Tua? Probably drafted Tua. I, I think that um, you know Mike Tomlin's name has been kicked around. I, I think the Steelers would be crazy to part ways with Tomlin. But oh, if they let him go, we should fire Rivera. And get no, him. that'd be a good one. I, it, you know, the other name that's been kicked around, and I have a lack of confidence in uh, is uh, Eric Bieniemy. Well, that's who I was going to bring up. Just because he hadn't been hired yet, or something. That like. and the <laughs> fact that he like he seen he, he went at it with uh, with Mahomes. Mahomes. Uh, he you know I, and, and they, what that one time but, where they didn't like go for it at the end of a half. See, this is like you saying when I say something that you think that I think your idea is stupid because <laughs> you didn't say it, and when you raise your voice in such a tone again, it's not what you say; it's how you say it. So if you would let me complete my thought clip, I'd be happy to do so. Ten four. Okay, right after that deal with Mahomes, people were coming out saying Mahomes doesn't have confidence in Bienemy that that he's the one that's kind of calling or pulling the strings on offense, which. Okay, Pat Mahomes isn't necessarily living by the playbook anyway, just naturally by his skill set. But I don't think that uh, – I mean, why hadn't that dude landed? I yeah. mean, he you know, he should have landed. So based off the success of, of <clears throat> he, what his unit has had, 
He should have landed somewhere years ago. And it's not like he's been on a couple of candidate lists. He's, it seems like he's been on every single coach and vacancy candidate list for the past couple of years. Right. Just hasn't been able to land a job. Right. So Who's the Bucks' defensive it, coordinator? Bucks? Byron Leftwich. Defensive. Defensive. Oh, it's... Uh, Is it D'Amico? Raheem? Where's D'Amico? Is it Raheem Morris? Maybe. Where is D'Amico Ryans? Oh, is he Niners? He's Niners. His name is going to come up for a job very soon. So how many how many other jobs come open, though? You got the Redskins. Um, well, the question is, do the Panthers want to go defensive-minded or do they want to go offensive-minded? The Bronco. Uh, I think just – Y'all finish that because I got another team that's going to fire their coach. I, I, I think uh, at this point, I don't know if the Panthers have enough culture to decide if they want to be they're, – they're, they're a little better on defense than they are offense, but they're not significantly better on either side of the ball. It's going to be a—I mean, it's going to be a part sale at some point. So you may come in with no McCaffrey. No, maybe I mean I don't know. There's no telling. They better do something dramatic that that we can appreciate five years from now. Hey man, I, I'm not good at impressions. Gruden, Gruden. You talk about black. I don't know, man. Talk- I don't know if I want to get a Charlotte, man. He <laughs> talk about a dude that's blackballed, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know it. if they're going to let me back in the league, man. He doesn't shoot e- <laughs> off emails anymore. He I'm going to send a letter, man. I can't send an email, man. <laughs> How about Chucky and Charlotte? That'd be cool. That I mean, would be interesting. It would be, but I, but how do you know how I, how does he survive in the locker room? Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Um, Broncos are going to fire their coach. Oh, because they're not going to just figure this out. No, Russell's that they're not going to. Now I'm going to sit here and say this, and then two months from now they'll be first in the West and cruising. But no, they're not going to figure it out. They are what they are. Nathaniel Hackett's going to be Steve Wilt, and they're awful. I mean, it's going to be one and done for Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, for the way he has, he's just, terrible. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> he really it's is. so bad, and like. People go and look at that first game on Monday night, and they're like, oh, that's kind of strange. But when you have done it, you have done some sort of stupid decision and some sort of just, I mean, just asinine. What really makes me upset, too, if I was a fan. I'm not even a fan, and I'm watching it yelling at my TV. It has happened at least two, maybe three times where the game's been over. And boy, does he start coaching then. He's all in the ref's face. Time out. He's running on the field. He's like, I better start coaching right now. Game is mathematically over. They're taking knees, and you're acting like you're going to do something now. You just had 59 minutes to do something. And he's over there pretending to be a coach. It's, oh, man. I will say I think we've seen more ineptitude out of NFL coaches this year than we've seen in an awful long time. It sure seems that Just way. Is it because stuff. we're we're microscoping it now? I don't know. Maybe like maybe maybe the Kyler Murray brain fart the other day. Well, maybe I want to put that back on King. But Kingsbury, I mean, come on, man. Can he, we? He, I mean, his wick is burned. How about your guy, the, uh, the Chargers coach, who's going for it at the end of a game with no timeout? Like, they're up by two. All they got to do is kick a field goal. The Browns, they go for it in their own territory don't get it luckily they're the browns they missed a field goal but man what are we doing you can think about last night you can go for two or four i don't understand all these two-point conversion attempts going i mean last night i will say was a weird deal i kind of like the chiefs going for two up seven if they don't mind that they don't get it they're still up seven if they get it they're up two possessions just about game over i didn't hate that well there's got to be an analytic sheet somewhere that's telling these guys 
hey, this is the well. Way. Another kiss of death for the Broncos coach was he brought in a, like a time guy and a. All these, that's when you know. Like that, time management guy? Yeah, like a guy sitting up there in the uh, in the booth. In the first game, ended like they did. That's when he hired yeah, a guy. That's right. Oh, okay. Oh, which so he is, hired it. Which is, if you're a real coach, you don't go out and do that. No. Wow. You're like, I, did wow. I mess this up. We're going to get this I didn't fixed. know that. Yeah. yeah. They talked about it on the next broadcast. You know how I know? Because they're on primetime every freaking week. So they're always on my television, and they're on Monday Night Football. Next week. Next this, week. This, this week, yeah. Who is? The, the Broncos. Broncos! This Monday? No, this. I thought this Monday was uh, Eagles and Cowboys. That's Sunday night. A Sunday night, okay. Yes, That's going to be a... That's a good game. I, I, it, yeah. And boy, their doofus coach is looking good right now, McCarthy. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Their defense is playing at another on a, another whole other level. Yeah, they go in, throw for a hundred yards, and pretty much dominate the Rams. They did because they, they, they there got, was no pretty much. You say there was a special teams, a blocked punt, I believe. Yes, uh, they had a defensive touchdown. Uh, Stafford looks like Stafford looks like Peyton Manning, his final year of the league. He just looks yep banged up. He's not yeah. it's crusty, not, not very crisp. Molly, thank you for. Uh, teaching me how to be a better person every day your own well i do the best i can uh molly any more updates on ecu fall ball hmm. uh I went out this weekend i mean it, you know work in progress um they've got uh, again uva uh, going to clemson uva coming up uh ecu women's golf won their event today ended today over at uh greenville country club so congrats to them that's back-to-back host winning uh for the men's and women's golf teams but yeah, baseball's uh, it's a work in progress. All right. There's your update. Spring will be here before you know it. From Mike Mullis. Thank you, Molly. Absolutely. Uh, hey, good news, Chandler. What's up? Uh, LaMelo Ball going to miss the start of the regular season. You're kidding. I'm not. All right, both City, stand up. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's take a break, quick. We'll come back when we return. Rajay Harris will join us. Talk to Rajay earlier today and you will hear that conversation when we return on pirate radio live after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by first bank together with our customers we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive visit the first bank location on arlington boulevard in greenville for all your personal and business banking needs now back to the show welcome back from sales and service greenville auto world has all of your vehicle needs covered you can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net if you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, Greenville Auto World has a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bells Fork, and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Kevin has a good idea. I mean that in all seriousness. No bs he says uh well first of all do we have a former specialist here on staff at pirate radio a former specialist surely 
Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure. Let's first hear. I'm a former long snapper, so I love talking about this position. I'm a former specialist myself. I used to long snap. All right, I'm going to talk about my favorite part of football, special teams. How's Are you? T- that's the truth? You mean that? I'm a former long snapper. So. Oh, shoot. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, we do. Chandler Honeycutt is his name, former specialist. He's made it very clear to everyone. And he's uh, Kevin says, since Pirate Radio has a former specialist on staff, have him go over each kick. Whoever makes the most mistakes, uh, snapper, holder, kicker, must be changed. Chandler, have you diagnosed the operation this year? You have a lot to say about it. You have a lot to say about yourself. Have you looked at the problem? Not closely enough to make a complete diagnosis, but I do notice, what I do notice, and I think a lot of people have noticed this, is that there's no rhythm in the operation from snap, hold, and kick. And that is a big, big deal when it comes to the kicking operation. And I think we played that... Uh, yesterday from Justin Tucker that it is a assembly line and it has to work on all levels of that assembly line and somewhere it's not uh, somewhere it's it's getting disrupted and I don't know it, and a snap has to get back there fast enough where the holder can get that ball down and have that ball spun around where the laces are out and hopefully long snappers take pride in having their snaps perfect laces. And when I mean perfect laces, that means when Luke Larson or whoever's doing the holding catches that football and puts the football down, the laces are out already. And the only thing that Owen, Owen Daffer has to do is kick the football. So, And I think it could be with kickers when, it, when there's a slow operation and the holder is maybe a little late on spinning the ball as he's approaching that football for, for uh, impact and Luke Larson or whoever's down there is spinning the football, that can mess up his rhythm. So there's somewhere in that you know, in that operation where there is a disconnect. And could it be at the holder position? Could it be because maybe the snap's not getting back there quick enough? Or I don't know. But I, I from here on out, I will probably try to keep a close eye on it. Probably try to. Yeah. That's about the max effort you can put in. Probably try to. Yeah. Okay. But you're not willing to go back and look at the kicks already from this year. I can. I, I, I mean, I think that would be pretty interesting to have a guy with your pedigree Mm -hmm. to look at that i can do that yeah and and then so instead of wondering why you could say this is what happened on this kick okay so a little homework for you chan man and it could be like a gruden's camp yeah (laughs) and look this could be uh owen deffer man owen man what happened on this play man and if you're breaking them all down and you're giving us reasons why people are going to notice that and maybe some school would like your services maybe some bigger network like this could be a jumping off point for your career for you to break this down because there's not because i'm not a former specialist you don't hear i mean any, I, now I am a former long snapper you are i, I am a former shirley's long snapper. not i'm not glenn's not but i i am a former you long are snapper. you this is your i long snap this is your lane own your lane man own your lane let's go out to uh and here earlier i talked to rajay harris east carolina running back uh it was on youtube and facebook earlier today for those who were able to see it live and uh we'll play it for our radio audience now surely uh hit that interview all right let's head out to the pit electric live line talk to east carolina running back rajay harris he joins us today on uh, pirate radio live rajay how you doing man 
I'm doing great. How about yourself? Hey, man, doing good. Doing good. Uh, Pirates coming off that loss to Tulane, and uh, I know you were there rooting on the boys. Didn't go ECU's way. Uh, we'll we'll kind of hit on that one before we look ahead. But uh, Rajay, what uh, running game looked pretty strong on uh, Saturday against Tulane, but not enough to get it done. Uh, what did you see from from the loss to Tulane the other day? Um. We just made too many mistakes, man. It just come down to, to to that, man. You can't make that many mistakes against a good team like that, a good defense like that. So you just got to take them mistakes out, you know. Or you know we'll lose another close one like that. You know, all the rest of our games, the rest of these conference games that we play are gonna be tough. So like I said, just mistakes. We can't we can't have mistakes. Yeah, and uh, we talked about some of those yesterday. Xavier Smith had the uncharacteristic penalty and and said all he could say really he said look uh heat of the moment i play with a lot of emotion made a mistake apologized to his teammates coaches everybody and you just kind of move on from it and uh rajay you yourself uh plays uh, with a lot of emotion out there you'll you'll talk to guys but you know how it gets you just it's a fine line right of playing with a lot of emotion but also keeping cool when uh guys are trying to get under your skin Definitely. You can play with a lot of emotion, but you also have to control it, you know, because, you know, penalties like that, you know, we can't have. Um, it's just, you know, you just can't have it. Like I told you, in those ball games like that, it's just you have to limit a lot of, a lot more penalties, a lot. Rajay Harris joining us as East Carolina gets ready for Memphis now, and Rajay's got surgery coming up uh, in a couple of days uh, Rajay, have you uh, talked to anybody with this particular injury to kind of know what to expect, to hear their stories? Have, have you reached out? Has anybody reached out to you about it? Yes, uh, actually, I, I got a couple um, homeboys from high school. You know, they all tore their ACL and, you know, I had surgery and stuff before. So, you know, I called and talked to them for, you know, hours at a time uh, last week. Uh, they just, you know, kept me up. You know, I just got to stay prayed up and stay motivated no matter what. You know, they they got through it. I can get through it, you know. So just keeping the same mindset, man, that 1% mindset. Every day just get a little bit better, you know. Uh, you know, I could just take it to the surgery. You know, I could take it to this injury right here. You know, I can't hang my hat. I can't, you know, lose, you know, lose faith. You know, I just got to keep going. No doubt, and I've said it, Rajay. I, look, I don't, I don't know you well, but I know you well enough to know that you know if if this could happen to anybody, uh, you are somebody that can definitely handle it just with your overall mindset, your positivity. So I have no doubt uh, you'll come out uh, the other side of this uh, even stronger. And um, it's uh, you've had you know bumps and bruises before. Is this your your first major injury as a, an athlete? Yeah, this is my first major injury. I had. Um fracture my ankle in high school but you know i was back after like three four games so but uh yeah this is my major major injury everybody keep asking me that <laughs> yeah sorry it's my first one and and look it's easy for us to to sit here and, and say okay acl that means uh, he'll be back in like a year ready to go but like it doesn't work that way like i, I kind of blame adrian peterson uh, who got hurt in 2011, came back in 2012, rushed for 2,000 yards. And, you know, and not everybody is built like the freak that is Adrian Peterson and these athletes. So it is, uh, you got a lot of work ahead of you, as you know. It's no guarantee and all that. But, uh, yeah, you're going to be doing the right things. But I don't know, is there any kind of timetable or are we way too far out now to uh, to talk about that? Um, 
Well, when I first heard it, they told me it was six to nine months, mm-hmm. my recovery time. So, uh, you know, I talked to, like I told you, I talked to some of my friends yeah. in high school, and they were just telling me, like, take rehab serious. You know, like, you know, it might be hard. It might be difficult. It might be some days you're not, you don't want to do it, but just take it serious. He said, you'll see the increase. You'll see the quiet strength come back. You'll see everything just coming in a full circle, uh, even better. You know, they they told me they're faster and stronger, uh, wiser. It just a lot of a lot of people don't tell me a lot of different stuff, man. I'm just I'm just aiming for it, man. I'm aiming for everything that's in front of me, man. I just you know, I can I know I can get it. Rajay Harris joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Uh, Rajay, how about watching the game from your perspective on Saturday? And, and I'm interested to talk to you. You know, three, four, five games uh, into your uh, your your new role on the team, but. Were you seeing anything differently? Uh, you know, uh, Keaton, uh, you should have done this, and uh, Marlon, you got to do this. You know, did, did you have the coaching hat on watching the game the other day? <laughs> I really did, actually, because um, I had noticed the beginning of the game that the, the D line was pinching in, you know, squeezing in, so all the runs was going to probably either bounce outside or re- reverse field. So I had told Keaton and Marlon, you know, after like the first possession. You know, hey, uh, the runs gonna bounce. The pension. I kind of did feel like a coach, man. I really did. I had my hat on, and uh, <laughs> I was just, you know, speaking positively into him. But with all honesty, though, I had, um, I really just laid back and just watched the game for real. You know, I, I told Keaton things and Marlon things, but I really wanted to watch and see, like, from a different perspective. You know, just to just to see it from a different perspective. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it, man. I really did, but uh, I wish we would have got the got the win. But you know, just being out there for my brothers, man, and uh, you know, just rooting them on was good. It was great. Rajay, you told us a lot about Marlon Gunn, and we've got to see him on the field. How about uh, Camaro Edmonds? We got to see a a peek of him the other day. What what kind of running back is uh, Camaro? He's an all-purpose back, man. He can he can do everything. He can catch. He can block. He can run. Uh, you'll definitely see him more as the year go on. Uh, he's just very positive kid, man, and just keep his head down. And I told him, you know, that's just keep your head down and keep rolling. The opportunity going to come, and when it do come, just take advantage of it. Rajay Harris joining us. Uh, something bringing you joy uh, since your your injury, Rajay, is the 49ers. <laughs> couple wins for the Niners in, <laughs> in dominant fashion, too. Uh, Panthers put up no fight on uh, Sunday. Were you able to watch that at all? Uh, I didn't, but my dad's a 49ers fan, so he kind of told me a lot that went on. Yeah. Um, you know, we was on the phone for about an hour, so it was like I was watching it the way he was screaming. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he told me everything that was going on. But it was great, man. Yeah. I love my 49ers, man. I got on to Coach Houston this morning about his Cowboys because he thinks they're the best ever right now, so. Yeah, you know them Cowboys fans. They're riding high right now, but the collapse is coming. The Eagles are the one you got to worry about, if anybody. Yeah, the Eagles, they played on Sunday, I think. That's right, yeah. Showdown, I believe, Sunday night. So uh, that's going to be a big one coming up. How about this uh, Memphis team, Rajay? And how much are you still, you know, you're, you're a part of this. You're all into it. Oh, yeah. Are you still kind of, you know, scouting, looking, uh, going to tell your uh, your fellow running backs, your offense, things you notice. Uh, so, what what have you seen from this uh, Memphis team? Great team, man. Uh, physical, strong, big. Uh, their defensive front is probably the biggest front we're gonna play. Uh, they just, you know, like I say, a good team. You know, they coach well. Uh, they play well. They play together. We got a lot of transfers, but 
like I said, they still play good together. And I'm ready to see the Pirates get back out there and show show the fans what we can do. And, man, you won't get to uh, don that sweet uniform. I, they got a 47 jersey, though, for you, right? So you can you can rock it, I guess. Just talking about that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be able to wear it next year, so don't worry. Yeah, yes, sir. Rajay, uh, great to hear you. You're smiling and laughing, man. And uh, we, we, uh, we're we we're big fans of you on and off the field here. So uh, hopefully your surgery is a success. You said that's coming up Thursday, right? Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll check in with you again after that, and uh, then uh, the rehab begins, and uh, the the quest to get back, and it's going to be a uh, a journey, and, and we're going to follow it with you, man. We'll be behind you uh, the whole way. You know that. So keep your head up as always, Raj, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. You know, I appreciate y'all, man. You have a great one. All right, there is Rajay Harris, East Carolina running back, keeping his spirits high as he'll undergo surgery coming up on Thursday. And a little scouting report on Camaro. Edmonds says he is an all-around, uh, all all-purpose back, and we'll, we'll see more of him. We'll see more Marlon Gunn. And, of course, Keaton Mitchell coming out of that pirate backfield. So even though you're down Rajay, still a lot of uh, talented running backs in that room. All right, uh, Braves down seven to three. Runners on the corners, one out in the ninth inning. Matt Olson up to the plate, and the Astros uh, trying to fight back against the Mariners. It is four to two, Seattle in the top of the fourth on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck keep you up to date on these games. We'll take a timeout. Come back, more to go. We'll wrap up hour two. Bryce Williams set to join us in hour three of today's show more to go on pirate radio live we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through thir- uh, Fridays, uh, 3 until 6 p.m. And, of course, the Bud Light pregame tailgate and U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days. Go to YouTube, search Pirate Radio TV, and click and like on that subscribe button. And that is uh, now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, Phillies win game one. Matt Olson hit a three run rally killer. Can't hit a home run in that situation. You got to hit a single, a double. You can't clear the bases and let the pitcher relax again. Terrible home run by Matt Olson. I mean that kind of seriously. You can't hit a home run What there. are you doing, Matt Olson? What are you doing? Runners on the corners, one out. You got to hit a gapper. You got to hit a single. Last thing you want there is a home run. That's kind of like, maybe this is a bad comparison, but maybe scoring too early in football. Yeah, it clears the bases. Now the pitcher can relax. But I, the play of the game there and the player of the game, and I pride myself on being a man of faith because Nick Castellanos – was three for four uh, and then made a sliding catch that if that ball gets by him, 
you got trouble. Contreras gets to third, probably, with one out, and the Braves can tie this game. But he makes a great sliding catch and then uh, ground out by Darno to end it. And the Phillies win game one, seven to six. Can't hit a home run there. Worst timed home run in Major League Baseball history. Is this a best of five? It is. Okay. And guess what? The Phillies now have Zach Wheeler, Wheeler and Aaron Nola ready to go. What about the Braves? What about the Braves? Uh, Kyle Wright tomorrow. I've had the the. I wonder what the series price is now on this. Now that the Phillies are up one zero with their best pitchers ready to go, they got to be huge favorites. You might want to take the Braves for a little plus money. Plus action. money action. Plus money on the Braves. Uh man, that's not a good way to start the postseason. Well, Julio Rodriguez is still having himself a heck of a season, and now going into postseason, has he just ripped a triple? And drove in a run. Mariners up 5-2 on the Astros. So he's got a double and a triple through four innings today. Yeah. I'm running a single and you got the cycle. You got a postseason cycle. How about a postseason cycle for the Young Buck from Seattle? 5-2. to two. Rough day to be a home team. Rough day to be a home ace. Because Justin Verlander and uh, earlier Max Freed getting touched up in their games. Ah, boy. Well... Braves play again tomorrow, and I'll be uh, on the air watching it as it happens. What time do they play tomorrow? Uh, 4 o'clock, 4.07, 4-something. So it'll be uh, during our program when we talk. uh, By the way, we got Mike Schwartz coming up tomorrow on the show. That's a big nugget right there. (laughs) Is it a big nugget? (laughs) Have we announced that yet? Uh, coming up four o'clock live on the show Wednesday, Mike Schwartz. Mike Schwartz will join us on the show. It will be here before you know Whoa, it. Clip. Is this live, Shirley? Whoa, that is a off the wall. So the Mariners are going to add another one, and it is six to two Seattle. You're actually synced up with Shirley for once. My TBS is synced up, my um, Fox was behind, and Shirley earlier in the day. <laughs> made a reaction and happened right before it happened on my tv whoops and that you know no spoilies that irritates me (laughs) but then matt olsen hits the home run surely knew it was going to happen she had already seen it happen didn't make a peep and that is a great teammate right there, Shirley. You're a great teammate. That's the way as to... soon as I saw it, I turned and I looked at you because I wanted to see your reaction. You went, whoa, 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 yeah! Yeah. That's I was a, like, that's, I already saw it! That's a great example of learning from your mistakes yeah. and executing. They're right. And that's exactly what Shirley Rhodes did today. And being a great thing, putting the team above yourself. You, you, I appreciate that, Shirley. So Mike, yeah, no problem. Mike Schwartz. Mike Schwartz. <laughs> Mike, Mike Schwartz is Remember? coming on tomorrow. It will be here before you know it, Clip. We will be in Section 213. That's right. In Minji's. Watching losing basketball. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say watching basketball. Everything's going bad I, in the sports, my sports world right now. Well, I just hope it don't carry on to ECU basketball. Really? <laughs> well, let's just hope. That's okay. all we can do is hope. That's fine. We'll hope. Hope in one hand, and what are we going to do in the other hand? Crap in the other. Yep. See what uh, happens first. <laughs> All right. See which one fills up first. But I tell you what, I'll be there. 
and ready to go. And the Mariners just keep hitting. Play at the plate. He is. Oh, he's got he's to be dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's got to be dead. What is He's got to be dead. And now he's grabbing his back. What oh, in yeah. the world? He just blew out his back. <laughs> Poor fella. As soon as the outfielder threw the ball and then they panned over to the runner, he was just rounding third. I said, he's got to be dead. One of the more anticlimactic plays at the plate <laughs> you'll ever be. see. I would love to oh, see no. the replay on this on the third base coach oh, if dude. he waved him in yeah. or if he just ran through a stop sign. At that point, you just got to – I figured he probably – You got to truck him. Yeah. But it, you know it's bad when a guy doesn't even get to a slide. He just stops And completely. then holds his back. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's okay, but like – him going for his back. That oh, was no. Funny. He was going for his back because he knew he was like, oh, I got to do something here. Yeah, I got to I, I, oh, I gotta oh, give a reason oh, why I didn't back. make it home. Oh, I tweaked it. Oh, Six oh, to oh. two, the score heading into the bottom of the fourth there in Houston. We'll keep you up to date on that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Slim 80 will join us. Bryce Williams. We'll get his thoughts on ECU's loss to Tulane. We will talk Memphis. We will go Pirate Radio Outdoors. We'll do all that coming up on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service the number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live. And man, just as Bryce enters the room, a smell. Uh, you know what it, you smell like, Bryce? You smell like work. Work that I ain't had to do in a long time. <laughs> uh, I am uh, fat and happy in the comfort of cooling and heating hey. and lights and electricity and out of the elements but you smell i recognize that smell i don't like that smell <laughs> it means you've been working hard today i uh, fairly hard we had to take down a carport building today so that took up much of the day i hear you all right productive day shirley hit the music real quick because uh one thing i can do bryce is sing i right. saw the light i was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. Comedian Bo Burnham has a song uh, about what he calls stadium country. And he talks about singing, uh, I write songs about riding tractors from the comfort of my private jet. And about, you know, and, uh, oh, yeah. and that's me, Bryce. I'm, I'm not on the dirt or the land anymore. I'm just, uh, but I can still sing a country tune. Hey, I like it. I'm a poser. No, that sounds good to me. You grew up doing it, so yeah. hey, you know. Well, my daddy now, 
that now that was some work i just uh i kind of faked it hey i've never picked tobacco never picked tobacco no, huh no not from around my make horse. you a man i'm sure huh? i uh i grew up going through uh hog houses uh checking mm. for dead hogs man I tell you, that's now hold on hold on we're not gonna let you off the hook here you that was your job or you like row with your dad and he was like well, explain yourself well there was times where i would help my dad do it and then there was times where my dad was doing something else and he'd say hey go through house number three mm. and check it out and i tell you mm. that hog house stance. and you better not miss one especially in the summertime because they'll eat them something they'll eat them and, oh, they'll ste- no. and they'll step on them i've had to get the shovel out before i tell you yes, pigs, are, pigs are no cuddly bug no <laughs> they are not. we did have nursery so, so they were the baby pigs but you know. yeah about the 40 pounders like the little boogers yeah oh yeah the only dead animals i had to mess with was dead fish my dad had a fish farm oh tilapia yeah. and like a um if a disease would run through a tank and kill about half of them that was a mess mm. but uh didn't match the smells of course of hogs or and i was wondering i'd like to know how like fish get diseases they're all in the same water that's a good question I mean, do they carry it? I guess they got different deal. I mean, hmm. where does it come from? That's a very good question. I'm sure y'all treat the water. Yeah, and make sure those levels are correct yeah. and all that stuff. So, hmm. And why does it affect some and not others? I don't know. Like Elton John said, Bryce, all the science I don't understand. It's just my job five days a week. Yeah. What song was that? I don't know. That was Rocket Man. Okay. I was hoping, I, I'd probably know the chorus. <laughs> yeah yes sir I need to pay attention to that line next time i'm jamming a rocket man yes you do and bryce i got a question for you what's going on with the uh upper lip today bud so i was <laughs> so I did i did you know i was growing i was like well i don't have a wedding i don't have anything crazy to do so at first i tried just growing the facial hair out a little bit well it looked horrible <laughs> and uh so i was like you know what anna should i do keep the mustache she said she said no I of course she said and, no. uh, i said you know just for the heck of it i'm gonna leave the mustache just to see how my progression and the fullness of it's going yeah and it ain't quite there yet not yet but what so you get... it'll probably be off tonight yeah okay i hear it you. looks a little uh i like to do some funky stuff like that heck i cut all my hair off on sunday i know i've seen your neck looks nice and tight up there like your hairline well yeah i can't well i hope so i have my wife help me there back there good job your lines are straight all right uh and that's something married folk can do we can experiment because we're not on the market anymore right we're taking exactly chandler's scared to go out there he's scared to do a mustache he's scared to experiment he keeps it i'm trying i try to tell him to mix it up man you'll you'll feel You'll feel different about yourself. Surprise him. Well, I think a mustache looks like it's got a pretty heavy growth on the thing. Pick your head up, son. He, Let us see. He grew, oh, yeah. He can grow that out. Like I that. know. But he's scared to do it. Why won't you do it, Chandler? Come I don't on, know. I just I, I don't like change. I like I, to stick with the... It's scary, right? It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. a scary world when things change. But wait till you take that step past the change line. Mm. It'll change your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a growth you know change sometimes means sometimes growth. change will change a lot like david bowie said turn and face the strange 
Gregory says, I just slapped a like from Portland, Oregon. Portland. Attaboy, oh. Gregory. Attaboy, Gregory. So, Class of 87. Uh, yeah, He's baby. watching at, what, 2 o'clock? Yeah, 2 o'clock somewhere. Gregory, uh, be like Gregory. Slap us a like up there. Slap us a subscribe. We need to get those numbers up a little bit. That's free. 13 more viewers than we do likes on YouTube right now. That is not cutting the mustard. So let's pick it up. Speaking of not cutting the mustard, Bryce, got an angry text from you on Saturday. I know. You were not pleased. No. As a guy who uh, had blood, sweat, tears on that field to see that performance on uh saturday so yeah let's go over uh what are we calling this bryce's blunders from saturday (laughs) what uh what did you not like that was uh, a little frustrating to only put up how many points we did i mean obviously we knew tulane was a good defense we didn't crack double digits Uh, Bryce. we didn't crack a double digit we could have if we didn't miss the extra point and get another field goal blocked yeah, we've had multiple field goals blocks. I don't recall really. May, they, for the four years I played, I think we've had a handful, maybe. But I was told by I guess, and I think Mike Houston might have said it on the show. I didn't watch it, but he told Brian Bailey that this the uh, the holder uh, Luke Larson switched up the cadence and it messed everybody up, and that was the reason for the block. I. I mean, possibly, yeah. but I mean, you do. I mean, field goals or extra point, PAT, all that. I mean, that needs to be second nature. Just boom, boom. Just, I mean, it's like less than a second that you got to do your job, make th- you know, make sure everything's right. And I mean, we practice. They practice it. I mean, to miss or to have a field goal block, one is this many we've had blocked already this early in the year is quite disheartening. And then obviously another missed PAT. That should be able to be done with your eyes closed. I think we're on a streak of at least a missed field goal every game. I I mean, a PAT. I don't have the heart to go look it up, but I can remember state um, block punt, but you also had the missed field goal, missed extra point. Yeah. Uh, I remember Old Dominion, we were there. Chandler missed extra point. You, right? I mean, we had multiple missed extra point games. There was a block extra point. In Old Dominion? In Old Dominion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that that those points are frustrating um, enough as it is because I mean they you know for the most part I feel they should be fairly gimmies you know right you know PAT for sure field goal unless you're stretching it out it's even called a point after touchdown it's not even called like an attempted Attempt- point after touchdown. <laughs> yeah. it's like this is your point after touchdown yeah. go get it kick and it. I'm gonna give you I the think point it's 25 yards kick it yeah. 25 yards and let's make it I mean that I mean it's obviously came it's obviously bit us in the butt already with block field goals missed field goals mixed pats but we have how many games left six seven mm-hmm. six six mm-hmm. games left so it can either get better or continue to bite us in the butt and hopefully it'll get better um so i mean that, those things are frustrating obviously two interceptions are um frustrating as well probably at times you know knowing your stick you know knowing you know where the sticks are and yardage I'm sure they're aware of that. Obviously, being out there, but it's just you got to execute those decisions, and it's just very frustrating to know that we only hung nine points. Now, and yeah. there was that one extra point specialist uh, mistake when you were playing. 
when you uh, score but a touchdown and you we were made on the, the field goal. <laughs> How automatic are extra points, folks? You don't even need all the people on the field. You need your left wing, <laughs> and you can make it that go extra point. I mean, come on, you don't even need a left wing. Bryce Williams scored a touchdown. Yeah. And was feeling himself so much, he decided I'm not even going I in for this. Celebrate, <laughs> yeah, so. celebrate a little early. So they, the Pirates, kick an extra point with ten on the field. Ex- with ten, and look, we made it, I and mean, they buried it. So Easy. it just shows that those are should be a gimme point after the touchdown that's a great you know, point chandler thank you, you for bringing thank that up you for, uh, for you brought it up to show how easy it is to yeah yes Verbal. yes proven his yes, point yes his extra so point. it's like tag and the bad thing is i mean there's no doubt he, he he's, he's a talented kicker there's no doubt about that it's just like let's get some things together and obviously holds you know pretty much a hold and the kicker really you know the only things that really can get affected obviously if your protection is out there but just, I don't know if it's confidence or what it and, is. Or, well, Chandler, you haven't done the full research yet, but to your snap. best knowledge, how's the snap? The snaps been are actually, snaps have been I feel like it hadn't been a major issue. Yeah, I thought no. they've all been right there, right at Luke yes. Larson's hands. And, I've not have seen one that was, you know, maybe a little high. Yeah. But, I mean, Larson was able to get his hands on it and get the ball down. Right. It's just all about, you know... Is is the is the laces out? If not, you got to get them around. Right. Yeah. I mean, most definitely. I mean, I don't know if trajectory on the kick isn't getting up quick enough. What it could be, I didn't. You know, I haven't seen obviously the film with the breakdown of the block, but we've just had way too many blocks. And, it's, it, and man, it stinks to have to talk about this stuff too, right? It does because right. you you said second nature. It should be. I, I know it sucks for. The coaches and players, but like they're that's their job that's to the fix problem. it, and it's not being fixed. And yeah. what a year! What a year it's been, where you looked at Owen Daffer last year as a true freshman, mm-hmm. as a hero in the Navy game. He missed his very first extra point of the season. How did he respond with that? By making just about every single one of them. Right. Maybe missed a couple of field goals. Right. Makes that big one against Navy everybody's on the Owen Daffer train. And then, I mean, if you would have sat there this time last year or around the time that we beat Navy and said that we're, you know, we're getting calls about Owen Daffer, we need to bench Owen Daffer, I would have thought you're crazy. And the fact that we're at this point in the season, you know, in with special teams, in this special team situation, it's kind of crazy to think about. But it's got to get fixed. And and Mm -hmm. the the question is, is is there somebody on this roster – on this special teams roster, roster that is available to go out there and kick, and if so, to me personally, they have to get a shot. Do we have a Justin Reed on the team? Guy for the Chiefs. Their Bunker uh, goes get, down. He goes in, kicks an extra point, and kicks a kickoff through the end zone. You know who I see that as for this EC football team? Like a Miles Berry or somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, Miles. <laughs> like Did a you Miles, ever kick uh, in high school? Or like a Tegan Wilk. Yeah, like Tegan um, Wilt go out there and just bomb yeah. one away. Because I don't know how you know. I remember when I played, you know, you would have um, kickers would have chartings and almost almost like okay, who's performing the best this week? And you probably get practice. Yeah, I'd practice and yeah. If there's situation, if that's going on, I don't know. Or I, I mean, I think a, bit, a big majority of it is well, one block field goals. That's execution and protection for sure. And maybe some on the kicker if the ball's not getting up high enough, quick enough. But I mean, I think it's a, a lot of it's mental form right now. <coughs> God, I mean, it's got to be. Yeah. I mean, the proof the proof of him being a good kicker is there. 
kickers are always compared to golfers in the mental sense oh yeah but like you guys aren't like you skill guys but i guess right. there's like yeah. not as much thinking i guess yeah i mean you got to know the plays and everything yeah. but what, kickers are they're not going to get hit no so not and really. they're kind of out there by themselves yeah. like it's almost better when you know you might get your clock clean and yeah, maybe yeah i don't know sharp. yeah it's that's just frustrating knowing something's not right mentally i'm projecting um you know with the kicking situation right now so yeah. i don't i don't know another thing bryce that holding aylers it seemed like he was throwing to a lot of covered guys uh but yeah i was looking at some of that too a lot of them look like forced passes i mean i know uh winstead was obviously is turning out to be a, you know one of the top receivers on the team you know get the ball to your you know the, those receivers but if it's covered and you're forcing maybe look at other options i mean there should be three three other receivers out there unless they're all covered yeah those, some of those passes were like okay but let's not force it so much and maybe look at other options and you know see i don't have the field of vision while as you're down there or as the quarterback but there was looked like there was a lot of forced passes uh last week and like i said those decisions i mean your vet come on let's either tuck it and run if nothing's there or just be aware of who's covered and what the percentage is of that uh receiver being i guess um able to catch the ball as far as coverage purposes i like that we uh got the backs more involved in the passing game i know you on a particular fourth down play mm-hmm. didn't like that option when you got to get a first down yeah yeah let's <laughs> but, not dump it off that four yards hopefully six seven yards from the sticks or whatever it was but uh that was frustrating but on a positive note um Gun, gunner um marlon gun marlon gun i was watching him i like watching him play for some reason i this may not be a comparable but to me it kind of popped up was um was it uh gore frank, what running back is it? frank gore frank gore for yeah. some reason i got a vibe from him maybe mm-hmm. because gun just i don't remember frank gore being real showboaty or anything but gun just seems like hey i'm gonna run the ball and i'm gonna run it hard and be effective physical and, and then i get a, if i break one i'm gonna flip it to the ref and go all back. right so i kind of was uh, liking the way gun was um you know how his play is and obviously he was making some good runs so it's exciting to watch him play all right i like that comparison yeah that'll work for and, some, uh, i don't know how frank gore came up but yeah that's what i'm thinking uh tough physical guy and not much uh fluff not much fluff yeah seven uh carries for gun on the day for 67 yards keaton mitchell 10 for 47 so i mean pretty good averages there for those running backs uh as you said isaiah winstead getting a lot of targets and catching a lot of balls nine catches i had tweeted ryan jones five straight games with a touchdown that was before the flag came out and i saw yeah that was a uh, bummer he did not get that touchdown he is on a streak um and that was a great drive too that ended on a a nice touchdown that Mm -hmm. got wiped off the board how about that swing bryce you got a touchdown called back Mm -hmm. that gives you three instead of seven on the other side pirates get a stop xavier smith uh gets a penalty after the play on third down and then they get a first down they get a touchdown instead of a field goal should have been ecu seven to three instead ecu's down seven right right a swing oh i know and then didn't if i remember correctly wasn't the roughing the kicker they got that first down and they were driving the ball and then that end in one of the quarters and then flip field and then they score off of um 
during that drive. I, I feel like that after was another the, penalty. I don't know. It was like the roughing the kicker, so that gave them the first down, and then they were driving the ball. The quarter end flip fields, and I think they scored off of that. I think from what I remember, and so that was unfortunate to obviously get a roughing the kicker play. Um, I mean, I know it heated the game sometimes, but. You know you can't hit the kicker, and you know just little things like that is unfortunate to, uh, you know, lose a I guess a change on downs or change of possessions, which is crazy. Mistakes like that, which is crazy because something that a, a positive this year for East Carolina and Mike Houston, and really since Mike Houston's taken over this program is discipline. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and and hardly any penalties yeah. that cost you maybe a false start here, but yeah. not these, you know, penalties that cost you uh getting a stop on fourth, you know, on right. third down, forcing a field goal or, you know, or a uh a legal man downfield or something like that mm-hmm. where it strips a, a touchdown away. So that was very hard to see on Saturday. Yeah. Isaiah Winstead said yesterday that so he was hit. He thought he was they should have got the guy for targeting. He was he didn't catch the ball, went down, and the guy hit him in the helmet, and that's when C.J. Johnson oh, picked yeah, up a penalty. And Isaiah yeah. said he shouldn't have done that, but he was sticking up for me, and Isaiah said I might have done the same for him kind of yeah, thing. But I can see. you got to pick your spots there, oh, obviously. Yeah. And then Xavier, surely do you got Xavier yesterday. Uh, first question I asked him was about the, uh, the penalty uh, where he – got flagged after ECU had gotten a stop and here's what he said if we have that ready to go X Avior. yeah uh, first of all you know it definitely wasn't me uh, you know going into big ball games like that you come in with a lot of emotion and that's all it was I just played with a lot of emotion and right there I lost myself and it cost the team you know I apologize to my teammates I apologize to my coaches uh, you know it really ate me up after it happened because you know like I said that's not me and I hurt the team. That's the last thing I want to do. So, the Power Nation, I apologize. That wasn't me. It was very unlike myself, and, you know, I won't let mistakes like that happen again. You know, I'd be better always. But, you know, like I said, it was just uh, motion. I played with a lot of motion and passion uh, for the game and my teammates. And, you know, I let it I let it get uh, my emotions out the way right there. So, you know, I'm apologetic for it, and, you know, I can't go back in the past. It's something you want to go back and get, but I can't get that back. Yeah, that's about all you can say, mm-hmm. and it is such a split second deal where you uh, you make a a swipe, a gesture, say something, mm-hmm. and it's usually the second offender that gets the flag oh, for yeah. it. So uh, Xavier knew it was a, a bonehead mistake. He apologized, acknowledged it. That's all you can do really mm-hmm. now. So, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, glad to. I mean, good for him to, to come on the show. That's the first question we hit him with yeah. after a loss, and. Uh, he owns up to it. Not much else he can do. So, uh, but good for him to to say all that. Um, back to uh, the extra points. Chad said, "When you're watching a game, your team scores. The extra points should be so automatic. You can go get up and get a drink or head <laughs> no. to the bathroom. Like you don't even watch it." That's right. a good point because yeah. I, I meant to say that earlier, and then we got off to another subject. But I remember going to games or watching games with my dad, and when you score a touchdown, I turn to my dad and we talk about how. Maybe how mm-hmm. that touchdown happened, or talk about the touchdown while they're kicking the extra point, knowing that the extra point should be made and it usually was made. Now you're having to sit here and hold your breath for an extra point, and that's mm-hmm. a problem, guys. Yeah. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, boy, where does the time go? I don't. It, it went. It went. It is five hmm. thirty. Time escapes me. Mm. All right, let's take time a break. flies when you're having fun. That could be it. <laughs> we'll uh, take a break. Come back more with Bryce Williams. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. We'll look ahead to Memphis three and three on the year. Where do we go from here? What's the rest of the way look like? We'll ask Bryce Williams his thoughts on that when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, Bryce. Bryce Williams here. Three and three are the Pirates. Six down, six to go. And you were looking at what lies ahead. And uh, no gimmies. I'm going to I'm gonna regret this. I'm going to say Temple's a gimme. We're going to beat Temple. Yeah, I haven't heard much from Temple this year. I haven't even paid attention to him, but... They might have Kurt Warner's son uh, slinging it against us. Oh, so there's boy. something. Hey, that's... <laughs> but looking ahead, Memphis, UCF at home. Huge back-to-back game, 7.30 at night. Uh, and then you got your two Friday Night Lights games back-to-back uh, at BYU off week at Cincinnati on Friday nights. And then you follow it up, Houston at home at Temple. So, Bryce, how does East Carolina, sitting at 3-3 three and three right now, finish this season? Mm. can go a lot of different ways. All I'm ho- I mean, I'm hoping we can go to another bowl game. So, I'm going to at least say bowl eligible. So, you've gone from, and I'm not like, we all have yeah. gone from, we're going to another bowl game, too. I'm hoping we can go to another bowl game. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, dropped. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping we can make another bowl game. <laughs> I mean, it's just, Yeah. We, I'm hoping we got. I mean, You're not giving me a lot of confidence right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping because we got. I mean, we got some. <laughs> I will say on the upside. I mean, we have performed very well against ranked opponents. Um, you know, we obviously didn't come out victorious, but we have came out. We have played very well against you know Cincinnati when they were ranked. I think SMU was the ranked team whatever year ago it was. Um, some of we, I I mean, if we can just play like we've played in the past. And be sharp, make good decisions, be effective on all aspects of the ball. Mm. Um, special teams, offense, defense. Like, I mean, I think we got the ability to pull out at least three. You know, pull out three more wins. All right, Bryce. Memphis football. How about Memphis last Friday night? They are winning the whole game mm-hmm. against Houston, and Houston scores with about a minute forty left. Kicking onside, score again. Yeah. Houston wins. So uh, yeah. they are coming off. They could be five and one, three and zero oh in conference. Mm-hmm. Instead, I, I'm if I'm Memphis right now, I worry about 
going on a tailspin after the way they lost that last one. They need to bounce back and bounce back in a hurry. So you look at what they've done. They are four and two on the year. Lost to Mississippi State, who's ranked right now. Uh, they hammered Navy, which all that means is our defense and their defense did about the same against Navy. Yeah. Their offense did a whole lot better. Yeah. Uh, they beat Arkansas State, beat North Texas, uh, hammered Temple twenty-four to three. And boy, I uh, had one last week that they yeah. should have won. So that's where they are. Let me ask you this, Bryce. What's the line on this game? ECU Memphis. Mm. In Grindville, Saturday night. I'm going to say. I'm Homecoming. Saying, I'm, I'm saying the line is obviously, in, I'm thinking in favor of Memphis by 13. All right, Bryce. You've been pretty good at this all year. But you are way off. Whoa. We're yeah. not even in the same stratosphere. Oh, God. For the good or Because <laughs> not only is Memphis not favored. Oh, I shouldn't man. have said that. Not uh, only is Memphis wow. not 13-point favorites. They're not favored at all. Really? Wow. Well, hey. I'll so, what that. do you think? Pirates by two uh, or three, Pirates right? By... Pirates by five, baby. There we go. I mean, hey, I like it. But, you know, I, just, I was looking and heard, you know, breaking down, just kind of being real in that point. I wasn't. That's rich for even my blood. Like, I can see East Carolina being a favorite here. They're inconsistent. It's funny to me that we all these people call in and say, ECU's so inconsistent, which they are, absolutely. Yeah. But then they get shocked at the line. How are we favored? Because yeah. we're inconsistent. Yeah. Because we'll come out and win this All week. Out, yeah. So great. Now, I will say, even though I did favor Memphis, but you know, I'm, I'm saying I'm, we're going to win. So we'll get that. No, you're yeah. saying what you think Vegas is saying. Right. We know you're going to pick ECU. Uh-huh. But, but to your point, like, I'm a little surprised at that line as yeah, well. I, was, yeah. I can see ECU by a field goal, maybe even a pick em, something like that. But mm-hmm. five, and that has gone up. That means people are betting on ECU. Yeah. So and, just I found that interesting. And we got the hot, you know, the new unis, old school. Yeah, you know. the modern throwbacks, yeah. they're called. So um, that'll be cool. I mean, that's great that we're favored. I mean, that. More that white great. helmets. Are you. Uh, how do you feel about white helmets? I mean, honestly, I, mean, I think they look awesome. And you you wore the white helmet at yeah. Cincinnati for the first time ever. Yeah, been lost. And lost. I think we lost by a field goal. Or Great game. By a second field goal. Great game, yeah. Dang, that was a bummer. Yep, Thursday night, mm-hmm. two uh, two good teams, high-flying offenses. Yeah. A lot of points scored. That was, that was good. All right. Well, um... So we'll get your prediction at the end, um, but I uh, wanted to. Uh, we like to play guess the line with you. Yeah, and you've been pretty good up to this point. Ooh, yeah, that was yeah. That, that you like wear a cup playing football? I never did. Yeah, that was no, I never did. But you do in baseball for that reason, right there. Yikes! I <laughs> would hurt. By the way, Mariners up six to three. As there's some chuckles in the dugout after a player gets hit in the cup. Cup check. Um, six to three Mariners lead on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. As they play in the sixth inning. So there you go. All right, let's get another break. We'll come back. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors and get Bryce Williams' prediction for East Carolina and Memphis. That's coming up on Pirate Radio Live after this. Thank you. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. I was just showing Bryce Williams, uh, Joe Musgrove from the other night, San Diego pitcher, and they went out and checked him to see if he had what the heck was going on with this bright and shiny ear and the umps checked him gave him a nice rub down a wet willy a little bit of everything and said he was good to go and uh just curious bryce in football let's see you can put uh i guess this was back before your time where the guys would put crazy amounts of stick them on yeah. their hands and gloves and stuff and uh is there anything else a football player could do like a foreign substance to get an advantage Besides the stick of stuff, not not that I know of. If you have a dry day and you got your, your receiver gloves on, that's about as – and they're brand – they're new. They're like tacky, right? Like if you – Yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll – like you do that, like you ain't moving it or your helmet. <laughs> but a fresh new pair of gloves. Do you get a new pair for every game? Um. Well, my first year I played, I wore my all-white ones because I think that's what Gronk wore. So I wore those every game the pretty Gronks. much. Um, for the most part, I don't. I think I was pretty modest. I think, you know, if I, I needed them, I'd get new gloves. But I, you have game gloves that you just wear in a game. So I would just wear those. Did you wear uh, gloves during rain games? Um, I've heard different sometimes takes Sometimes I'll take them off. And then we then we ended up getting some like leather gloves that work pretty good. Um, is what I'll n- normally go if it's raining a lot. But if it's just sort of like misting ish, I'll pretty much I'll just wear my normal gloves. Right. Um, but those are new gloves. But uh, <laughs> during practice, I would wear some beat torn up gloves because I you know didn't want to get a new pair and ruin them. And yeah. I mean they would like be torn like right here in the seam and stank too. and i guess <laughs> if you could catch it with that you would assume you can catch him with some exactly. new gloves right? oh so. yeah he's it's um yeah you feel pretty confident when you got a fresh new pair of gloves and it's a dry game oh yeah isaiah winstead's playing with a dislocated finger or whatever mm. and like we ask him and it, it hurts like yeah they're not fun and it just it sticks with you so yeah he's playing with that he because apparently before the season started he thought it was broke and he was like i don't know i throwing his head like really upset like this is it and they had to like calm him down like dude you're all right and they kind of moved it back and now he's just playing through the pain that, yeah. but did you experience stuff oh, like that God, that was the worst because it is a little bit of a mental thing i mean obviously kind of during the play you don't you kind of forget it or you know things like that but it definitely sucks when you have a jammed finger it is God, it doesn't. It feels like it. it might as well be broke. Um, but you know, you, if you want to fill it during the during the play, if you catch a ball, but then like say if you get a like block or something or hit, oh, yeah. it just like hits just ah, that finger. Yeah. Oh my god, 
It's not, it doesn't feel too good. And I don't know, is it more catching a ball like that or is it landing or it's probably, I guess it's everything, but like, yeah. when, honestly, can, when do you get those injuries most? Honestly, like, it'll be at like practice and you're throwing, you try to make it branch out and just boom and yeah. hit you in it. No, it doesn't feel good. I don't think I've really, no, I don't think I've really hurt the hand. It's really hard just been there catching the daggum football. There you go. Like jam my finger. Yep. All right, Bryce Williams here. Let's go outdoors real quick, Bryce. Tell us what oh. you've been up to, Pirate Radio Outdoors. Um, well, it's been as far as it's, I've been outdoors, but it hasn't been as eventful as I've wanted to. I did, you know, I was able to jump in the woods last week. Um, you know, still, well, it's, rifle season will be this, but I'm still on my bow season trying to, um, you know, stick with my bow. And I had some youngins come in, I was going to wait it out. And the wind was a southwest wind, which I thought would be fine with my stand location. Because you know, like my stand in like a bunch of trees in another lane, like 200 yards away was this doe. And she was letting me have it like blowing. And she was going, and it just echoes through the dang woods. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. How is she smelling me? I swear she was probably at least 150 yards away. And it's So that's what that is? Yeah. Because I hear that. Like if I walk outside on the deck at night and I can't really see, but I can hear that yeah. sound. Yeah, that's that a deer blowing at you. Human like, in the area. That means I know something's up and I yeah. don't like it. But I'm like, how in the worst? You, I mean, the fact it's what's crazy. Well, I smelled you when you walked in today. That's true. But <laughs> <laughs> and it's just crazy. I'm like, literally, my scent is going through all these trees, mm-hmm. 150 yards downwind, mm. and she's blowing. Because she was coming to the corner. It's like a cartoon when you can uh-huh. see the smell and it hits the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. And I'm like, dang, it. So that kind of just ruined the hunt there. I mean, the little one still stayed in there. Dumb question. Hey. I like asking dumb questions to you. Um, when you're doing your stand placement and everything, I guess can, you can't really factor in wind because winds change. But is there like a more common wind um, that comes through? That- I think during like kind of like early fall, you know, you got your southwest winds, you know, warmer air. And as the seasons, I mean, winds change every day, but right. um, as it gets later, you know, I think we'll get the north winds. But yeah, I mean, I, so you do kind of plan for. Oh yeah, I okay. mean, I, ideally you want multiple stand locations. But where I'm hunting right now, this first year on the woods, you know, we got these big lanes cut out, so I'm just hunting one of the lanes, you know, expecting them to come there. So for my stand, a perfect wind would be a west north north northwest west wind would be the most ideal win for my stand location um but yeah i mean ideally i'd like to have multiple but at this point in time i just cross my fingers i got a good win or i'm All setting right. it down pretty good so i don't get blown out again i did have oh and i did have two uh bears show up on camera Ooh. yesterday uh, this morning like 2 a.m black bear or? black bear okay mm-hmm. so i'm possibly get a bear tag bow kill with a bear would be cool bow kill with the bear you ever had that before mm. Mm. all right bear bow kill and then fishing was at the beach and was windy and we got skunked. oh hate to hear that yeah. an old skunking skunky for bryce and the crew mm-hmm. all right well thanks for the update so when is uh gun season to come in if i remember correctly uh that would be uh this weekend but i don't think i'm gonna quite jump in on it yet we're uh like 15th you think in the 15th yeah okay i think think it's 15th all right but you're still with the bow you ever seen robin hood prince of thieves from the early 90s kevin costner as Uh, robin hood uh, shooting the bow and arrow Uh uh-uh yeah okay no 
Maybe a uh, little motivation. You could watch that. I might even watch him say, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> if Kevin Costner can do it, then With I think the sure can do it. Yeah. He so. only have sights. Right. Yeah. He's out there hoofing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Wooden string. That's it. That's all you need. You got all this highfalutin stuff. I know. Can't even shoot nothing. Dang. You should be ashamed of yourself, I know. really. <laughs> I know. Can't have nothing nice. All right. Let's go back indoors. There's Bryce Williams with Pirate Radio Outdoors. EC, well, should we? Do we got another break? Should we take our break? Let's get one last break, and this will be a great tease because when we return, Bryce Williams is going to give you his prediction for East Carolina and the Tigers of Memphis. That's on the way. Memphis. When we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market. The Dow was up 36 points and closed at 29,239. The NASDAQ was down 115 points at 10,426 and the S&P was also down 23 points at 3,588. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back into the show. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. Shirley, guess who's batting for the Astros? Who? Former Oriole, Trey Mancini. Oh. Jeez. I got to tell you, I don't follow a lot of non-Braves baseball, and I forgot that he was an Astro. Yep. All right, Bryce. We're walking in Memphis. Walking in Memphis. But will the Pirates be able to walk all over Memphis, Memphis. <laughs> on Saturday? <laughs> I think so. I'm definitely going Pirates. Um, with the W, um, I'm not discouraged with offense from last week. Because, you know, we put some points up. We've had really good game, you know, offensive games. So, but how many points are we going to score? I don't know how we're going to come More out. than nine. More than nine, um, I think, is a guarantee. But um, so I'm not sure how we're going to come out. I'd like to think pretty good. I don't want to be too crazy. Um, I'm going to go, like, ECU 28. Memphis, 23. All right, exactly that, five. That, that was exactly, I didn't That's really, a push. That was, yeah. All right, going for the push. We'll All right. I mean, I, I think we can. Pulling for pushes. Pulling for pushes. Yeah, I think we can do it. All right, thank you for being here, Bryce. Thank Enjoyed it, man. Thank you for having me. All right, we'll see you next time. Audio. Let's take a break uh, for a day and come back at 3 o'clock tomorrow. For an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For Shirley Chan, the crew here, I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.